Hello and welcome to the Ulva Lives, our podcast. This is Chris and this is the, I think we said, fifth Uppesita uh, Kvel special episode. And with me tonight I have Niklas. Hello. And Morten. Hello. And someone we haven't heard from for from a long, long while now. Jimmy. Yes, he's back. Hi, everyone. Yeah, we finally let him out of the cupboard. It's been so dark in there. <laughs> <laughs> I was introduced before Jimmy. Yay, I'm a part of the show. <laughs> that's now how, that's it's how official. Long... Yeah, that's how long Jimmy has been absent. That he's <laughs> been supplanted by Morton in my head. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes life happens, eh? Yeah. Oh well, you've done a lot of Warhammer-related stuff, so you have yeah. you have reasons. Yes, I yeah. do have reasons. A lot of them. Yeah. Not not all of them are actually for this podcast because the lawsuits are still going on. But uh, <laughs> they are. They are. Since this is uh, the opposite, well, uh, how about the beverage check? What are people drinking tonight? I'm having a starting alive with a Bergenfels. Okay. It sounded very Warhammer-like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, until the folk ale part of it. Yeah, <laughs> that could be a province. Ah, oh, folk ale from... <laughs> from Bergenfels. Bergenfels. Yeah. Um, Not Ber- I have to pour some, uh, some Warpstone infused uh, liquor into it. Damn. Damn. I got some lager as well. From uh, another German province, from Middenheim, oh, perhaps. It's actually Mariestad. Mm. So maybe from Marienburg. Something... Yeah, Marienburg or Nordland, maybe. I don't know. So it's from my hood. No. Yeah. Craftsmanship yeah. and tradition. It says on the bottle. Yeah, they're nice. they're lying. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, who's this? Being joined by someone. A new challenger approaches. Just, just talk around him in case he's just disappearing again, because that's what you usually <laughs> do. So, Jimmy, how about yeah. uh, did you did you manage to get that uh, recording room? Yes, I did, and I also brought myself a beer, a uh, passion pale ale from Popples Brewery. It's how a does very, a human being consume that? Say passion and beer. And then passion fruit and beer in one sentence without realizing they're lying to themselves. So, Jimmy, is that like a sour beer, or is it a regular one? It's more like a. Let me read here. Uh, it's supposed to be a fruity sour beer. Ooh, that's nice. Question: Do you find yourself esteem at the end of the bottle again, or do you just like give up on it? You'll notice eventually. And as yeah. people of my, my yeah, if you follow me home, I'll know it's returned, unfortunately. Yeah. It's Krell. I thought it was the voices in my head. Yeah, it's the, the, the same voice in your head actually come to a point sooner or later, you know, say something yeah. insightful. They're just not a decent white noise anymore. They're, just, uh... <laughs> They're not just there to like fill out the void. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, welcome, Krell. <laughs> You're like, oh god, he actually existed. I thought it was just some <laughs> weird mass hallucination we all had. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. So, what are you drinking then? I am drinking traditional Swedish Christmas mumma. 
So we have, oh, uh, oh shit, I can't like translate half of this. We have sockerika, we have some port wine, we have some brandy, we have, of course, jubilee must, it's a must. <laughs> dad joke. Oh, 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 Christmas beer. Dad jokes, it. not dad jokes. So you're doing bad, the bad, dad jokes, not bad up jokes. Bad up jokes is, hey, do you know what the, what the lamb just accomplished? Nothing, and that's a joke. A bad dad joke. Uh, but I also had to make like a proper Swedish Christmas sandwich. So I have my jubelskinka and my Christmas cheese and my dark vodka. Be nice. With or without raisins? <sighs> You're like I'm so obsessively, <laughs> compulsively set in ideas of how I have Christmas. I brought I bought a loaf of Christmas lovot, which is like traditional Swedish dark bread, but it didn't have raisins in it. So I buttered it, and then I by hand I push. Well, raisins at every slice. <laughs> My man. You so laugh, but you know it's the only way to live a decent life. <laughs> What's the level of mustard on it? Is it a basic one or a proper one? I mean, did you guys just shit up all the sandwich when I was gone? Please, have we met? Of course, it's like, good old Kuhnixian up. You have to buy it at a Christmas fair, and I, I assume some, some form of child labor was involved creating this because it's homemade. You're yeah. saying you didn't roll your own mustard using a <laughs> Actually, you're supposed to use a steel baking pin from the Viking Age to crush all your mustard seeds. Um, this is very embarrassing for you, Kral. Did you grow your own mustard? <laughs> um, actually, uh, no. I just bought it. Like a Stockholmer, I gave somebody else money to fix my problem. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, let's not go into that. I'll drink to that. <laughs> I've, I've, been, I've been at the amusement park with my kids the entire day, and now daddy needs to drink. Yeah, that's the mustard man. Up, right? <laughs> the mustard man. When the mustard, the mustard man comes to call in, you need the to answer. Feel, <laughs> the mustard man must feed his family as well. You did a good thing. <laughs> The mustard man and the cloudberry man, as well as the homemade glug man, who seem to have a very large family, all of them working like a huge stall selling glug and like homemade jams and stuff. So, sorry, I showed up late. Sorry about that. Like, I realized me showing up was a shock to Chris. He has to edit all of this out. But how far have we gone? How angry is Nicholas at this point? He's not angry yet. It's, uh, we still, we still, we still just on beverage check. So, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so, we have oh. been like, so what does the Age of Sigma release this year? You can hear like steam escaping from a hero's steam ball. <laughs> I actually forgot about me having my my yearly race at that because like I, it's been so out of uh, out of my my radar. Like I haven't noticed Age of Sigmar this year, to be honest. No, I think twenty twenty two is the year I stop being angry at Age of Sigmar. Hmm. Yeah. Closure. Also, uh, yeah. Krill, guess how many jars of uh, cloudberry jam and marmalade I have? None. Because we're friends, and if you had more than one, you would have sent me one. So I'm going to presume well, the answer is yeah. zero. That, 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 that's, uh, that's, that's, that's how it is. That's how it is. Kiss Christopher Ephraim Cassius Judas. I have one, one jar of marmalade and one jar of jam in the fridge. So let's set it on that. <laughs> I thought this was your culture door. check. He also have a, was... he also has a number of preserves and compotes, but Christopher didn't ask about those, did he? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, and this, this is what you were eating tonight, just sitting there with <laughs> marmalade. Yeah, I imagine Chris is like this yeah. meme. I can't even hold all of these cloudberries. 
Yeah, I have like a few boxes of frozen ones in the freezer as well. Yeah, no, my, my grandpa recently show, uh, went to a dementia home, which I guess is a downer for everyone, but he he's also in that de dementia delusion, bringing our secret family recipe for Mumma. So now I have to like improvise <laughs> and make my own Mumma. And it's like, like I give, hello children who I have, who is now two and seven, please drink this mixture of 15 sorts of alcohol and soda. So just like me and my wife looking at me like I'm insane because I'm mixing the big beaker. My grandpa <laughs> used to work for AstraZeneca. So he brought home like, you know, a classic acid holding glass beaker. And he always <laughs> made like the alcohol in that to make sure the grandkids never touched the shit. Uh, which of course we did. It was an acid beaker. And now I have to do it the same way. And well, I've spent a lot of time very drunk trying to figure <laughs> this recipe out. <laughs> you still got your family's acid beaker? <laughs> <laughs> it's an heirloom it belongs in a museum <laughs> yeah it turns out when you go to an old folks home they don't let you bring like uh, Anything? a 90 centimeter tall acid proof glass beaker <laughs> for some reason which I assume is political <laughs> probably must be so yeah did, did we check everybody's drinks before I rudely interrupted I don't know if Chris has said no. He's just drinking. He's just drinking pureed cloudberries in a large glass. <laughs> no, I'm actually, I'm actually drinking a lovely Lapsan Sushan tea, a tarry one, so it's extra smoky. That's the level I'm at. Yeah, extra smoky. It's not like I could just move like uh, two meters to my left and get something proper, but that will be after the tea, because I, fe I feel and... like you're far enough to the left already. <laughs> Nah, can always go a bit more left. <laughs> I reckon we, we are a Warhammer fantasy mm -hmm. podcast. Us not being completely out to the right, I think, might slightly distinguish us from the other pa fantasy podcast. Shots fired every other fantasy podcast in the world. <laughs> Come at Chris. You don't know which one of us that was. <laughs> no, no, not, not at all. Uh, all uh, emails will be forwarded, just you know. Okay, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where the emails we get about me. That'll be like one no, a year. Well, currently we're actually getting emails that are more like uh, we're just gonna switch uh, to our podcast uh, email, and that is uh, Lowe's winner notifications, day one clinic trials confirmation. Thank you, welcome, Larry. Medicare plan, welcome to what? Medicare tw 2023, Larry. Thank you, welcome, Larry. Walking bathtub shop, walking bathtub shop, Medicare plan, Medicare plan. So for some reason, our podcast email has been uh, pretty much uh, on every spam list. <laughs> I'm so old, I sort of miss when me and Miklas used to read out the first spam emails we got, which was like, please buy your Chinese water pump at the following gross vendor. Those were good emails. Oh, I actually <laughs> should check this email more often. There's been, uh, there's been no time. <laughs> to do anything. Your exclusive invitation to the world is close to expiring. Yeah. Oh, the, oh, all of these. Oh, an NDA. No. Wait. No, but uh, uh, Manfred actually replied to uh, my call for gaming par partners in Gothenburg in the, the 2nd of November. We got that email. So I'm sorry that I haven't replied to it, but it will be replied to before this episode goes out, which is. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow, no, no, I made a promise to my oh, not easily uh, broken. Uh, but I, I see that there, there are people that have emailed us, but since for some reason I don't get any notifications anymore from this email, other than 
spam. So it's really easy to just uh, click click on it and ignore it for a month or so. That's bad. That's bad. That's on me. But at least uh, you you know that we we have been like this forever. You made a commitment to the council, Chris. One not easily yeah. broken. Yeah. Poor Manfred is sitting there waiting for someone to play with. Yeah. Yeah, he has no one to play with other than me, right? <laughs> mm. But uh, we did get uh, a comment on the uh, last, um, last episode, which was uh, from Joseph. They com- commented that the Seagull list requires two units of Seagull Rangers. <laughs> and then, like, uh, 15 minutes later, oops, I should have listened to the whole episode for commenting, <laughs> which is a great comment. No, we love no. no, Joseph, just send angry emails without listening to everything <laughs> yeah. we say. Those are the best but that, ones. But those are the signs of the times. That's just how people are these days. It's not about being the best answer. It's about being the first answer. Yeah, and, and, I, and I also agree with the list he sent in, because he sent a recommended list. But uh, the list I was made was out of miniatures that I already owned. Because, and you get given a great suggestion with uh, two extra eagles. I don't own eagles, so that will be after I buy more eagles, pro- probably. Joseph uh, knows the art of making lists. Yeah. The thing is also, the more eagles you have, the less friends you'll get to play. <laughs> just, 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 four, just four great eagles in a 2,000 point list. That's, uh... There's like a, just an eagle to friend ratio chart. <laughs> like the crazy yeah. hot ratio? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Except in the... Uh, it's probably equally bad, actually. Just find some ornithologists to play. Love. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the day that, like, when when the old world comes out, and they're like, "Oh, the new units for like the goblins are giant sandworms," and Morden's gonna be like, "Matanshan, baby! <laughs> yes. What kind of worms? What's the etymology? <laughs> what you bitches, basic." Or are you gonna make a Alphon version of Wingspan, the board game where yes. you collect birds? Oh. I and love just with great, great eagles and warhawks and uh, griffins. We we should all pool our money and get Morton and like his family a copy of Hive. Oh yeah, I don't have that one. I think it's really good. Do you know where it is? No, I think I might have seen it in the. <laughs> it's like sort of chess with bugs, but really tactically inclined. Oh, oh, Ooh. I like it. So, so I've been away for a while. How many armies has everyone else finished? <laughs> Uh, we haven't gotten um, to that yet, but we should go through what everyone's been up to, I think. Nah, no one's interested in that. <laughs> <laughs> no one does any hobby. We just go on it. <laughs> lie. Yeah, so th- th- this has been uh, the Uppsita Kvel. Thank you for listening. <laughs> it's not officially the Uppsita Kvel until somebody gets super angry at an Age of Sigma release, or we all start talking with Skum Tomta in our mouth. Yeah, those were the days. I don't have any what, one who could afford Skum Tomtar? <laughs> exactly. I might afford, be able to afford one once. Uh, hey, Skum Tomte, Annalise, yeah. paid on with Klaana. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's a 30 day uh, invoice on it. Yeah. So, uh, ho- so uh, hopefully, I don't have to postpone it. So I incurred that uh, 39 kroners or whatever it is. Uh, we need to get like a sponsored working relationship <laughs> with uh, uh, Bea. Just get like one of these big boxes of scum tomtar. Yeah, for the podcast and to share. Yeah, send send them out oh, in yes. uh, envelopes. Send them out in envelopes. Envelopes to people. The last person just gets to smell the box. Yeah. Then you get to keep the box. That's, That's the most, most important part. 
That's like half an army you could fit in a box. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually, I'm transporting my entire 2,000 point Skaven infantry heavy army uh, in an old moving box. Man, <laughs> just uh, put bubble wrap and I'm pouring them in there. I, I bought a new pair of shoes recently. Uh, kind of expensive, but like the most, uh, like the, the thing I was looking forward to the most is just a shoebox. Oh, yeah. I have the shoebox. <laughs> Great. You know that you can actually ask them for, for spare shoeboxes. It's not the same, Chris. <laughs> he hasn't earned it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yes, you could pay for your cheeseburgers at two o'clock at night when you're mega drunk, but if you manage to fool the McDonald's crew at the night who are like sharper than a nuclear submarine commando set, then you've earned that free cheeseburger. Yeah, no but uh, now, but uh, now they have uh, those touch touchscreen things that you have to order, and you get get to show the receipt. Ah, yes, but you see, I've worked at a fast food joint, and I know how the KDS, oh, no which is what they call that, how it works. Yes, somebody voluntarily employed me. No, it was not fun. Yeah, it was kind of weird. I was surprised to good at it, just ranking drunk people, uh, and like I know the weakness of the system. Yeah, I used to work at Burger King, so I know some workarounds as well. Yeah, me too. So sorry, like, how, how do you guys do this? He said, aware of his own feelings. What's, what's all I, the I, itinerary? I heard something that uh, there were some uh, wolf riders that you, you want to talk about. Oh, yeah. New stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, new, new stuff. stuff, upcoming stuff. I, I'm not angry about those. Like the new, the new goblin stuff. I'm not angry at all. I love them. Like, I mean, Jimmy, you are going to miss the old wolves who look slightly like boars, right? Bit. I mean, I, I I do have one of those wolves in front of me here, and uh, I feel kind of nostalgic looking at him. But uh, I I'm I'm not gonna cry when the new wolf riders come. Oh, like me and bobblehead skeletons. <laughs> but how there many were product were, time? How many will there be in a box? Was this just like a warband thing with no three no? It's, of them, it's, it's gonna be a new unit for the uh, for the goblins for H.O. Sigmar. Oh, okay. Snarl so fangs. Not, not like a war cry thing. No, 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 it's no. a completely new unit. Did you miss these guys when they I had the... It. Yeah, good. But good. I, I mean, they... I never know what game they're, they're releasing oh, they're... stuff for anymore. No, and I mean, he does make a fair point. The the goblins that they mainly release right now is called Gloomspite Gits in Age of yeah. Sigmar, and they mainly have, like, warband releases with, like, limited edition or limited shamans or, like, warriors or champions because or whatever. Because they did release, like, three wolf riders before that were for Warband, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they, made, yeah. they, made, they made three, three uh, Wolf Riders for the uh, Warhammer Underworlds game. Yeah, yeah, Underworlds, that's it. What's, yeah. what's yeah, the difference so. in Warcry and Underworlds? Underworlds is more like Magic the Gathering meets Warhammer. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like you build a deck of cards and uh, then you play. It's, it, it's supposed to be really fun, actually. It oh, is. Probably. Actually, it is. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, if, if, if you like building competitive decks of cards, this is a super fun game. <laughs> There's Apparently like no lore or anything. Like, he said with the that. same penchant and passion as he would comment <laughs> on people who who stuff who collect stuffed and pinned butterflies. <laughs> well, if you enjoy okay. prickling uh, need hot needles into your genitalia, I'm sure you would enjoy it. Yes, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> no and uh, yeah, and uh, <laughs> then uh, War Warcry. Warcry is like kill team for Age of Sigmar. It's like oh, okay. supposed to be super fast games. I think you can play a game in like 15 minutes, which kind of sucks if you ask me. I mean, true skirmish games like Mordheim and Necromunda, it can take 
an hour or two to play just a single game between two people. Never really understood this, is not, this is not the case mm-hmm. with Warcry. It's super fast-paced. I never think. really understood the, like, the selling point of having it be over quickly. No, me neither. It's like, like, do, do you kind of like playing games? Because this is over super fast. You don't have to suffer. I mean, it's perfect. You can play if, if several played, games. If you've never I mean, played like a role-playing pro- game or like probably a game, likes I think it's a good way to demonstrate game, it. Though. Probably Krell likes the fast-paced game because, like, the only time he has to play is like on the subway on the way to work. I mean, hey, I, do you I play Warcry? Are you now. over there on the other side of the car? Do you want to play? Yeah, sure. I I have this cardboard <laughs> board. It's like five centimeters wide. Let's play a game real quick. Okay, it's done. What? What? First of all, so in your world, in your world, my life is like Pokemon. If I make eye contact with someone on the subway, I have to play them in games. That's how it is. Yeah, man, also, if they if they if they're carrying the one of those small you go to, army boxes, go there. <laughs> those small uh, underworld army boxes, you you know which ones I mean, like the, yeah. Uh, that's why that that's, that's why Ni- that's why Niklas wanted the shoebox so you can bring it on the subway <laughs> next time you go. To yeah, subway. you need a sticker on it though. But like, yeah. it, and then you have tournaments on the the three different lines of the Stockholm subway. So like, who's king of the green line right now? <laughs> Actually, when I was younger, and this is one hundred percent true. There used to be like subway gangs, of course. See? And they used See? to set up, they, they used to set up their disputes by doing what's known colloquially as subway surfing, which is when you get on the top of a subway, regardless of the period, and whoever stays on top of the subway, and you can't fight the other guy, you just sat up there and surf for the longest of time. He is called like the victor of whatever argument they had. But then it, it was led to a lot by of deaths. Pogs, and then by those little <laughs> things that you threw, and then Beyblade. And then Pokemon for a while, and now it's Underworlds. So how about what? the Wolf Rider? How about the Wolf Riders? <laughs> I like Thank them. You, Chris. But what I do wonder is, if you have like ten or fifteen, are, are you gonna have like monopos on five of them all the time? But the guys that are like running Skin on their time. front legs on their hind legs, I guess, yeah. makes them also, look super weird. If uh, they're like um, some of the other new kids for Age of Sigmar, there are a bit of... Uh, they can switch the arms around, switch the heads around a bit as well, so you can make them look more unique, so to speak. I don't, even if there's uh, not that many poses on the steeds. Yeah, and I mean, if if you look at the old kits, I mean, they're not that good either. Regarding <laughs> no, but you know, we have nostalgia going for us there. But uh, what what I hope for when these guys are released is that they get at least some characters on wolves and yeah. maybe, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just wishing here and uh, I would love to see a new chariot for them. That would yeah, that be would really, be nice. really, really cool. Uh, so I know Jimmy, you talked before about making like a green skin nomad. Yeah. Uh, have you started on that? I have not. Oh, I mean, perfect then. Well, I, I, I think I do have like 25 boar riders built somewhere in my attic. So if I get those and get these and a couple <laughs> chariots, then you I should be, uh, then, then it should be enough. I sort of envy you... parts of your life, Jimmy. <clears throat> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Next episode on Hoarders with Marie Kondo. <laughs> Jimmy san, does the Woodfurida give you joy? <laughs> But nothing, I... nothing here sparks joy. <laughs> but if you combine this box with uh, the uh, 
Warp, no, the Underworlds kit. Yeah. You get uh, quite a quite a variety, I think. Yeah. And maybe they could be the characters or something. Maybe. So hopefully and we will get models. Yeah, yeah. I mean, otherwise these are going to be like the only wolf riding goblins for Age of Sigmar. I mean, they have all the whole old night goblin range and they got a lot of updates. You have the spider riders, you have the spider rider characters, you have the Arachnarok. And I mean, if they sell these guys, I mean, they need at least something to lead them if you want to do this Snarlfang rider army. I guess the main thing is that like Gloom Spite gets is most like squig related and people living in clans. Then they have like the Arachnarok gets, which is just like the spider god worshipping stuff. Yeah. They need to have like the step counts. Like there's something called the day gets, which is people who live up ground, but apparently... And somebody told me this. The lore is they got their shit kicked so hard by chaos, they all moved underground. And those who didn't just died. That's about right. I don't know. Yeah, because they have like a gorillion different sort of squigs now, right? I don't, I don't know too much about night goblins, Jamie. So please educate me, elucidate me here. But oh, they have there's... like giant squigs and like yeah. mini squigs and squig catapults. And I don't think the night goblins ever had that many squigs, right? No, I'm presuming they. Uh, I mean, in in the lore, they've they've had all these weird squigs, but uh, in game, they have a little bit more squigs now than before. Okay. There really like a distinction about with squigs. They're just different size squigs. Don't shame. Don't don't. I mean, <laughs> there, there are like some squig subspecies. I mean, you have the squig dogs, which is like it's it's kind of like a dog with a squig face. Yeah, okay, but like if I'm looking at the range here on GW's homepage, yeah. do you have something that looks that's, like that's gonna be squeak like normal, normal squeaks, yeah. squeak and the, and truffle the, dogs? Yeah, they're they're like yeah, we search for for mushrooms for masters, yay! Oh. I love searching. <laughs> a I just squeak? can't get enough of snuffle. Yeah, like truffle, dirt. Yeah. truffle squeaks. Yeah, I got a big snout and I'm gonna snuffle. You know what they dirt. remind me of? Garbage what? goober. <laughs> oh wee, I sure love garbage. Ooh wee. Oh Jesus. Seems like the uh Starfunk's Rippers are not in production anymore. Nope. It's a lot of those cool warbands which are not yeah, in they're, production anymore. They're, yeah. just, they're just down to oh. six now. Yeah, they they yeah. all have like a limited run. Yeah. yeah. They recently released like a goblin team I thought that looked pretty funny. And it's like a goblin Knight dude, it's like Don Quixote, but with goblins. And I the love mechanics. Yeah, me too. So I bought a pair actually, but apparently it ran out super quick. And I asked Game Maniacs, buy from GameManiacs.com. Uh, I asked uh, Game Maniacs if they're going to re release them. They're like, we don't know yet, but they usually don't. Oh. Yeah. They're, pro- they're probably going to get up on a limited uh, made to order sometime. But like I said, Jimmy, about like advances, the the rumor is they're gonna do like next year it's gonna be Beastmen versus Gloom Spite Gits, so like Night Goblins in a box. I mean, so hopefully, just... hopefully it's good things for both armies. Yeah, and, imagine uh, yeah. new Beastmen models. <laughs> I mean, regarding Beastmen models, the the new Beast Sword in plastic, I love it. Oh, the, only, the only thing I don't like about it is the fucking armpit hair. It's so distracting. Oh, you think he should shave? But fucking what? Yeah, I mean, he has a couple of dull axes. <laughs> or he can, like, bite it off. I mean, he's a goat. Yeah. 
that's where you're neither man nor beast in the armpit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Does a beast, would a beast, I don't know. <laughs> Who is, which one, is it the man or the beast that is, <laughs> that doesn't have arm? You're, you're trying to ask me and the other case players in a very gentle way if it's the beast part or the man part that yes. is confined by the societal norm of body hair. <laughs> it needs to shape. I feel inclined to say that the beast would not, you know, suddenly in the flickering light of a beautiful full moon look down on the pooling blood of his enemies and go like, oh fuck, I really need to shave these legs. I feel that would be more like the man part. <laughs> or like, I need to get in some serious moonscaping <laughs> while prancing around for Slanish in the entrails of my enemies. Oh yeah, maybe this is a Slanish uh, beast stored. I really like the... Uh... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I really like the chameleon skinks they had also. That's, they're not... That... Yeah, it's not that long ago, I think. they. they it, it's a really good warband, because you got like eight or ten of them, almost enough to make a unit. Yeah, but what to do with the little uh, Tyrannodons? Uh, unit filler. <laughs> Throw them away. <laughs> Feed them to your enemies. I do that. Unit filler sounds like a good idea. <laughs> Melt them. <laughs> Melt them down. <laughs> and threaten your dice with the same. <laughs> this is what awaits a traitor. But uh, but are, are there any other new stuff you want to talk about? Any new models? I wanted to ask you if you what was your favorite model this year, but I th I feel like it's so hard to know what was released, you know, in January <laughs> or something. I was so afraid you're gonna ask me because I'm like, what did they release this year? I know that they they, they put it up on the on the Warhammer community to vote for this year's best model, and then they had something from each month, and I was like, what was that this year? <laughs> well, I think uh, I think the Wolf Riders. I mean, because they're the only ones you can use for fantasy. They're the only ones we remember. Pretty much. Ah, but the new. I think the new Chaos stuff has been pretty cool. The new I'm gonna say, uh, yeah, actually, I'm I'm, I'm gonna say the new Demon Prince. Oh, I uh, yeah yeah, yeah I, I I actually got a got a look at the Spruce and uh, my God, it's uh, it's really cool. It's going to be a bit boring when two people have the same demon prince, but that's been a problem before as well. I mean, with the old boring demon kit. Uh, so uh, this at least brings you like a uh, different kind of feet. If you want clawed oh. feet or hooves, uh, okay. you get like two or three undivided heads, and then you get like one god-aligned head for each god. You get a sword, you get an axe. I I don't remember if you get like claws or at all, but uh, you can build him with an, or without armor, so you can have like a bare chested demon prince, like they're supposed to be. Yeah. Oh, but that's that's promising, I think. Hmm. So they still make we... multi-part. Yeah. Are, and are also, we limiting I mean... ourselves to like uh, to uh, fancy stuff? No, go, I nuts, guess not. go nuts if you want to talk 40k. No, I was thinking 30k. Yeah. Shoot. Go nuts. Shoot. This was the year I got plastic Damon stuff, which for those of you who don't play like Horse Heresy, it's a sort of tank 
of an older brand, which I only previously loved in resin. And I've, I, I'm not on like Nicholas levels. I'm not a gearhead or fredhead, but I think in my life I've built like 20 to 25 resin demos rhinos, and like five of them have been easy, and the rest of them have been like a genuine test to my sanity and health. So yes. just taking a fucking plastic kit, uh, plastic Spartan, and just like plastic glue done. That's not bad. Yeah, that before, it's, it's pretty so. bad. Like the resin parts were just like yeah. super bendy and yeah. So There's always nice. something that broke that like you had to improvise or like green stuff or stuff. Weren't so, they like, previewing like a typhoon or something now? Yes, yeah, it's super heavy well. and plastic. It hasn't been released yet, but I'm very excited yeah. about this. And uh, given that uh, both the Spartan and that one is coming in plastic and it's probably just changing out a sprue from the Typhon, we would probably get the Cerberus as well. Because it's in the book. Because I've said that all the basically all the things that are in the book will get the yeah. tanks. And we'll get the kit, so it so would be excellent if they did Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Also, the Scorpius is so cute. Yeah, oh gosh darn it. I've only built three of those in my life, but like plastic Scorpius, I'm so happy. Yeah, I'm just, just thinking of what I should add to my, uh, obviously my sea guard, not my... <laughs> well, Scorpius would, would be pretty good, I think. Huh. Well, actually, they already have a Scorpius, it. basically. Yeah, yeah just, just changing out the uh, bolt rovers to a Typhon. <laughs> All of those How lovely ranked, the ranked up enemies. The <laughs> All the ranked up enemies <laughs> with the 10 inch. Well, it isn't 10 inch anymore, is Actually, liking the uh, Necromunda vehicles as well that's been released. Oh yeah, yeah super cool. There's been a lot oh, of good stuff this year. It's been oh, it's been too much to keep up with. That's all I'm saying. There's been too much to keep up with. I really that's do cool. love the 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 weird flea rider things for the for the Necromunda. waste. For yeah, what what are they called? Oh yeah, the uh, ash waste nomads. Yep, ash yeah, waste yeah. nomads. Oh, giant flea thinking... stuff. I just love the giant fleece, and I've been thinking, that, you know, how could I cram them into my Nurgle fantasy army? Could they maybe uh, chaos marauders on some weird freaking steed? I mean, I, I think you can, Bill. I, I I think you can use them as like chaos knights if you give uh, if if you add chaos knights onto them. You could one way or You another. could remove like some of the high technological add-ons, like the ammo belts and pouches and stuff. Just yeah, let yeah, sure. like the dry skins be on there. Speaking of removing bits, uh, the uh, lady from uh, Necromunda, Lady Helmour. Oh, she oh yeah, beautiful. Remove a, remove a bit, uh, some bits. Maybe uh, change out the uh, massive engine on her back, and you got a pretty nice eye switch. Mm. For sure. Yeah, gotta have. Uh, I mean, they still make good models. Even though it's for some weird systems. was <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. It's been a good year. I, I've done a lot of fancy, but all of the fancy arms I've worked on, fortunately, I've had like zero limited new releases. So I've been working for my backlog. And now I only have one army unfinished for fancy. And I bought that this year. At a really good price, though, but still. Which one is that? Dwarves. Oh, okay. Hmm. I got a dwarf dwarves, army. Hey? Yeah, I guess it'll tie into like what we've done this year. But I finally read the Gotrek and Felix a bunch, 
and I started mm -hmm. the wrong order. So one of the first ones I read was Orc Slayer, and it got me strangely pumped for doing dwarfs. <laughs> so I got like two of the old, what is it? Battle for Jimmy, the goblin. Battle for Skull Pass. Pass. Skull Pass. Yes. I got two of those, as well as like an extra flame cannon and two cannons and a bunch of metallic slayers, I guess. So I've got enough for maybe 1,500 points. Sweet. Nice. So now I just need to learn how to paint beards and skins. Fortunately, again, I've got some of the best painters in the <laughs> podcast to talk to. Yeah, we're not talking to you. <laughs> you know that. Why? Oh, right, right. That's the, that's the still you were to appear on a podcast, so you could. Uh, that's why you're appearing tonight. I see. Well, well, that and shame you with the fact that I finished two armies this year. Yeah. I have that's everything. actually one. That's one army more than I did finish this year. Yeah, and I have pretty much everything in my life packed up in boxes in my living room. So there's that. At least you I... have a living room. Yeah, at least you have a living room. I have three kids' rooms. Yeah, I, I might be picking up uh, my desks this week so I can sort my hobby area. Because at, at least currently... most of your possessions aren't covered in fecal matter, Legos, or a combination <laughs> of both. So you know what? <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> also, some of it is of... even the kids' fecal matter. Yeah, I'm thinking of getting the uh, Lumineth archers and model them for my what they call the ships, the ships company. That's cool. Would... I really want to see how you did that. Yeah, because I saw someone who has has done that to rank them up or change them up and rank them up and uh, just change the heads, change the bows because you don't need the three strings on a bow. <laughs> do you, do like you know what I noticed was a trend for 2020? Three strings on a bow. No, this was the year that like old fantasy stuff and like old virtual stuff uh, for fantasy as well as like the other systems really picked up in price. Before I could get like Storm of Chaos or like Tamarcan, I could get pretty much any book or old model at a decent price. Like I know a guy who last year picked up an entire army for Bretonia just by writing, hey, I want to buy your Bretonia stuff. And somebody sold him a bunch of stuff unopened, like, I guess, 12 Knights of the Realm, 4 Grail Knights, like, 20 Archers, uh, Leon Leon Kern, the Green Knight, for, like, 70 euros. Mm. This year, I've noticed that people are, A, very positive and, like, optimistic and pricing, but also, like, people are putting out the right prices immediately for their fantasy and yeah. stuff and books. It's all, do you guys agree with that sentiment that it's really gone up? Not necessarily in a bad way, like, some of it's good, but some people are, like, really gouging the market. I, I, feel, I feel like I've seen. No, I feel I've seen the same. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Also, I'm really interested in getting the star shot ballistas from the Luminous Realm now. Yeah, they look like they are a bit more portable for a Seaguard list than the massive eagle claws <coughs> that they are carrying. So, speaking of new units and things. What things have you guys bought this year but not finished for your art? Oh god! <laughs> I can start off. I I can start off. I, I mean, I as you know, I, I built my siege army, and uh, I do have like a full unbuilt Slanish army, uh, but uh, that's gonna be on hold because I can't fucking rank up the Hellstriders. <laughs> so yeah, that's that. Uh, so I'm looking at things to add for my Zinch army, which is like uh, I in front of me I have the Hell Cannon I bought on Swedish eBay Tradera. Uh, that must like have cost you a lot. Six hundred or seven hundred. Uh, that's not too bad. And it was also like pre-assembled 
all, nice. all, all, all the bad, bad, the, like the thing, the full main body. I've heard it's uh, it's a bitch to build, and it came like all assembled. It's like small pieces that's not glued on. So I can finish this easily whenever I choose to. And then I have like <laughs> these, uh, what are they called? The dragon ogres. I can pay uh, you whenever I want. Yeah, <laughs> no, now. A man chooses, a slave obeys, Jimmy. <laughs> I bought myself some beast men as well uh, to paint up to use for my 6th uh, edition scene charmy. Because we all know that Beastmen are amazing along with Chaos Warriors. Right. Great flankers. Okay. Yeah, someone's got to take those woods. Yeah, and then I also yeah. have like 15, uh, what are they called, the uh, Marauder Horsemen somewhere. I have five in front of me and I have 10 unbuilt somewhere. I don't know if, if it's here in my hobby room or up in the attic because I did like clean up here a couple of weeks ago so i never know what things are anymore well that's uh, not too bad right it's uh manageable for next year yeah but uh, i think uh next year i might get into doing more mordheim instead of warm and fantasy we'll see but uh since i did put my slanish army on the shelf for the moment uh, I have been looking into building and painting all my undead, doing my Blood Dragon army. Wait, so you have not unfinished undead as well? Yeah, yeah I do. You didn't technically buy those this year. No, I, I think I bought them last year. Yeah, you did, because I have a note here from uh, 2021 where it says, Jimmy, keep in your fucking lane. <laughs> the last thing I need is Jimmy to get undead and just show me how good they can look. <laughs> My ego uh, does not need that crushing blow. Thank you very much. Uh, the, the the question is uh, the uh, the the soul blight or whatever they're called in Age of Sigmar were they released in 2021 or 2022? That's they got a huge re-release along with like the new Age of Sigmar box in 2021. Yeah, then yeah, it's from last year. I think they also got uh, some releases this year. Yeah, like some characters and stuff. Yeah, like. So, uh, the whole so the rules are you have to have bought it this year and not painted. Is that the rules? Yeah. Okay, cool. Somebody else go. Yeah, okay. So bought this year, not painted. I bought Kedo Ezekiel, the Hollow King, uh, the Soulbite dude from the books that I'm going to convert into my Seaguard or something for more time. Uh, I bought some more Death Rattle Skeletons and uh, some Knights that yes, I bought this year. Yeah, I bought a lot of stuff this year. I bought half half of my half of my vampire counts army, pretty much. Uh, so I will. I think I actually have enough to do a full two thousand points list at this point. But no grave guard, so that will be a problem. Other than that, I've bought the or I got the second uh, luminous floating shrine thing. That I started a project with uh, to do like a ruined bridge with. Uh, I've done the first part. I, now I got the second part, second one finally because they were to stock for a while, and then I didn't really do that project. So now I got both. So my that's uh, might be a hint to my first uh, new hobby project uh, when it comes to terrain, like a ruined bridge for a skirmish board. Nice. So. 
the, the, the only the only annoying part of that is actually adding the gates to the shrine part. Can I ask us okay. like a quick round table? How do you guys feel for like the Age of Sigmar terrain releases? I'm looking mainly at like it's called a Looney Shrine or something, it's so like a night like night goblin thing, and I'm like looking at it I'm like that might be nice for a terrain a, a tunnel fight like terrain set. How does everyone feel about like the Age of Sigmar terrain? Do you think it's good? Is it ubiquitous? Could you use it in fantasy as well, or do you like think it's too much and too big? Some of it can be used in warm and fantasy. Yeah, and uh, I would say mostly the uh, the Warcry terrain actually. Yeah, but that's uh, I mean for different for, <laughs> Yeah, and uh, like we we have all the new new things for uh, Warcry with the whole forest theme with big skulls and skeletons and all that. Yeah, like the Gurwood or whatever it's called. Yeah, works perfect with, I mean, if, if you're going for Beastman themed or Chaos Wastes. Yeah. So like, but what do you think? Because I'm looking at the Beastmen have like a huge herdstone as well. I'm like, that's yeah. really neat. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it is. That's yeah, nice. it's really nice. Really yes, nice. And I like, like the Looney Shrine is... again. I think it would be really nice if yeah, you could, like some spider serum on it and shit. I mean, I... I have plans for the Luton Shrine. I'm actually going to remove a lot of the mushrooms on it. And uh, since my Night Goblin army is snow-themed, I'm going to put snow on it instead. But I'm, I'm going to... see that a lot, of them, a lot of them are really useful. You just yeah. have to adapt them a bit. Because like, it's, it's more be like, like the generic yeah. terrain is pretty boring. Because yeah. if you're and consistent and like reductive to what we usually dislike about Age of Sigmar is... They go a bit too big in regards to like stylistically expanding stuff on the model that doesn't really need to be really big. And I guess terrain would be in writ would be writ large on what you could mess up. But I think the terrain pieces are usually pretty good. I've no idea how they would work in game for Age of Sigma. Apparently, you get to take a piece of terrain for free, and it just enhances your entire army. And I don't get how that works mechanically, but I haven't investigated. But like just looking at, it, I'm like, yeah, these look really nice. Is it just me? Just imagine the Realm Shaper en engine, so the Lizardman one or the Seraphon one, uh, and have a two or three of those and build a, yeah. like a th themed uh, Lustria or something. Oh, yeah. Board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be nice. I feel like, yeah, you, you hit it on the, the head with the, the, not that many, much generic terrain, but a lot of cool, like, this is something very unique to Beastmen. And this is something, so I don't know, it, it's, I kind of like it for a thematic board. But maybe harder to just oh, why is this sunken ship here? Uh, or I don't know, but <laughs> why is it? I mean, oh God, you remind me of the sunken ship. <laughs> yeah, but if you if you go with the herdstone, it could just be here's my forested table, here's my ruined empire border town. You just put the herdstone in the middle, middle, middle because the beast yeah. beastmen are dicks. Yeah, yeah, no, I I, I buy that, and I think and here's my nice. here's my shamed flying island with a small waterfall. Well, maybe. Oh. But I'm looking at that uh, terrain piece as uh, like two or three pieces of terrain mm. that you can use. Oh yeah. So it's the same with uh, the flying, uh, the luminous one that I'm using. Uh, that's also a flying island, and uh, I'm not going to use that as a flying island. I'm going to uh, remove the island and just build like two bridgeheads, and uh, using the rocks, turn them upside down and use them as uh, the base for the bridge. There's uh, so, some some uh, items you can just uh, take out of the box, assemble paint, and put on the table. Some 
might need a bit more work, so to speak. Same but, with the uh, Aqualith from uh, the new Age of Sigmar release. But they have come like a long way from when we did this podcast in the beginning. And I remember one of the first terrain releases they had was like literally the death throne of Soul Lord Nagash of the world, of like the Shane eating ghost dudes. And it's just like a huge bleeding throne with fountains who spewed blood on each side in a haunted ruin. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Hard to use From... on every table. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hard to like look at it and go like, yes, this would fit in the old world. I can imagine necromancer hiding out in a ruin doing this. I'm like, how? How would he possibly be hiding while he did this? Yeah. You're looking for Felix the Smith, Governor. All right, down the woods, past the forest, the walk around the huge bleeding fountain, spitting blood and taunted sounds out souls all around. Yeah, just normal stuff out here in Midland. <laughs> but yeah. what? And, and other than that, I've actually added about three thousand points to my Imperial Fist that I started in two thousand and seventeen. Congratulations! Just I, ha- I haven't really painted it, but I have uh, assembled. I have assembled and primed uh, forty heavy support marines with different weapons. Sweet. So that will. I, I figured that was more fun than just uh, magnetizing them and having like ten of them with different weapons that you can magnetize on. Speaking of, uh, Mortar, what have you bought this year that you haven't painted? I bought a lot of Nurgle stuff that I haven't finished. Uh, so, yeah, the elephant in the room, the the Emperor Chaos Dragon from Forge World. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice. The, the big oh. Emperor Dragon in the room. It's massive. Which one is that? It's actually. It's actually not here yet. Do you remember Forge World made some cool monsters, right? For yeah, fantasy? I just googled Emperor Chaos Dragon and it gave me a UGO card. Oh! <laughs> Is that the so model that, remember. like, on the, on the Forge World website, they put it on, like, a, a frame. Like a, oh, a painting shit. frame. That one? Because yeah. it's so massive. One it looks like King Ghidorah? It's got two heads and uh, really cool. But it's not... I don't have it here yet. It's... Uh, it's uh, at Manfred's place, actually, in Gothenburg. But he's going to send spider it to in the web. Yes. Manfred is everywhere. Yeah, he sent a really fun video of like, oh, look, everyone bought some fun things here. And then look at this idiot bought this massive dragon that takes up half the <laughs> table. How are Fucking you going to play guy. with this? I was like, eh? Fucking guy. Fine. Uh, but then I also bought some uh, Tomb Kings. Krell, huh? huh? Maybe 2023 will be... The year of Tomb Kings. Well, I mean, my so... Tomb King army is finished. <laughs> yeah, 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 but I, I just we had the yeah, episode you, about we can Tomb meet Kings. Up. We can meet really? up. You two can like either play versus each other or or ally. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel like ally. Yes. Now do. Be nice. Now do it. Do it for Cetra. So I think that's it. I'm not gonna go into more details, but I'm. A lot of a lot of things. Uh, regarding this dragon, are you gonna use it as a huge chaos dragon, or will you use it as the uh, model as it's intended for? Alrau. <sighs> yeah, my original idea was to put a put a guy on top and have it as a just chaos lord on chaos dragon because that's what would be most useful Plus, in most yeah. games. Right? Uh, what, I mean... what you can do, what you can do. Uh, if mm. you uh, make him detachable, mm. you can use the huge Chaos Dragon for uh, in in sixth edition. I mean, they did rules for it there. 
Oh, they did. It, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll post the rules in a little bit, and we can add the rules to like the uh, when we post about this episode or whatever. Yeah, I think I think they did in uh, in eighth edition also in this uh, storm uh, storm of magic. Monstrous Arcanum. Monstrous Arcanum, maybe. One of those has uh, rules for emperor class. Yes, or whatever you call it. <laughs> you know, it's like ten in every stat or whatever. Uh, it's so in we, there because know. whenever I use my Praetan, mm-hmm. I have to like quickly go past the Emperor King Dragon Galrach, <laughs> or I'm gonna start sweating and like you know looking at it and biting my trembling lip. So here we have it: the Great Chaos Dragon, clocking mm-hmm. in at 960 points. <laughs> Movement 6, weapon skill 8, strength and toughness 8, 10 wounds, initiative 6, 8 attacks and leadership 10. It is fly, obviously large target, flame breath, scaleless skin 3+, demonic aura 5+, ward save, terror and immune to panic. It, oh, it, counts, it counts as a unit of 30 guys, so it's unit strength is 30. Uh, like it says here. Large target. Chaos dragons are very big and counts as large targets. They should, uh, they should use the, like, the Apocalypse Flame template. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to quote Renee and say, <laughs> auto-include. Then <laughs> <laughs> uh, it has two different breath attacks like normal. It has uh, the uh, strength 4 one and the uh, strength 2 one with minus 3 armor save. Oh, cool. Uh, and... Uh, it cannot. Ha- it can't use the ward save against uh, magical attacks. That's its demonic aura, and uh, yeah, it takes up three rare choices. So you need to play at least three thousand points. Oh god! Well, I mean, the the main I mean, plan is that in Tamarcon, in the Tamarcon books, there is a guy called Orbal Vipergut who is riding a chaos dragon. So mm-hmm. I wanted, I want this to to be Tamarcon on his toe dragon. That's huge. Then we have uh, the mammoth. That's huge, and then you have this dragon. That's huge, like the trinity of those models in some sort of apocalyptic Tamarcan game. That is the the I love end it. goal. That's nice. I love it. <laughs> Whatever that would be, twenty thirty-five. <laughs> <laughs> I have to get it here first. Uh, who else bought stuff but didn't paint them this year? <clears throat> <Wow>. Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I bought some uh, build the beans. I bought bought some cosars that I started painting. I haven't finished painting them. Uh, bought some. Did I buy any dwarfs this year? Yeah, I bought some that I haven't got yet. I bought like a character that I had to this hell to get from England. That uh, I had to pay like <clears throat> twice as much in customs as the the actual model. I feel that. Wow. Um, but no, I haven't made any big investments, really. Just some <clears throat> some characters here and there. But yeah, I'm trying to paint those uh, some Cossars. But uh, I got Mountain Blade 2 that is sucking all my, my hours. Like, the Cossar has been on my painting table for uh, for a long time now. It's uh, coming shameful, but yeah, I think that's it. One day, uh, yeah, I got the new, um, like the sorceress as well for Kisla. 
from Reaper Miniatures. Oh yeah, speaking Amazing. of that, like I was thinking of painting up, but are, are you guys doing that Battle of Prague, Jimmy? Uh, we have plans for it, uh, but uh, we're, we're we're still just in the planning phase. But uh, but there is a plan for it. We we have the venue, we have like almost all the terrain we need, and now we just need to plan a date and plan with some people who wanna come and play. All right. So yeah. So uh, like, what 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 is the theme? The 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 siege of Prague, right? The siege of Prague. Yeah, yeah. During the uh, the second great invasion. So who was it? The first? I don't know. I don't remember. The, the, the great war against chaos. The great war against chaos. Yeah. So, so we're gonna uh, we're 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 actually actually gonna build uh, Ingra Deathsword because he is the one oh. who did lead yes. armies against Prague. So we're gonna build him. We're gonna make some custom rules for him, and uh, yeah. We we but, actually uh, did find a STL file, so we I I think we're gonna mm -hmm. print him instead of like convert him. Right. So um, but like who who is at the siege of Prague? I think like from the Empire, I think it was only like Ostland and Ostermark that had sent troops so far in the war, and then of course the Kisselites, and then yeah. all kinds of chaos were there. I but know there, there, were, there were some dwarf contingents, uh, but not a lot of dwarves. But uh, I think we will, like, push some dwarves in if needed. Yes, shoehorn them in. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, no, Magnus uh, was afterwards. Uh, oh, he was at the teacher of uh, Kistel. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes, of course. Prague so, uh, became the... pretty fucked. <laughs> yes. So, like, Prague was besieged for a long time, the Kislevites sent for aid, and then Magnus was on his way, and that's when they sent, like, the rider contingent, the all of the, the Empire Knights and the Kislevite riders to help Prague. But when they got there, it was too late. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think, like, before before Magnus rallied the rest of the Empire, maybe Talabheim sent some troops as well, but I think like it was mostly the the Empire provinces that were close to Kislev that sent uh, troops. But uh, I mean, this is all subject to retconning soon. I think. Yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna put the uh, the like timeline of the old world game there, uh, and that's a pretty big battle. So, I mean put any empire in there really yeah historically we know that grimgor is gonna win this is but true. uh before this game it's, it's gonna be like a big siege battle and it'll be empire kislev and dwarves that's the plan yeah that's the plan cool versus chaos beastmen and demons we actually we, we do have a, a big corn army which will join in which is good because Arbal the undefeated was at the battle leading a huge force of corn demons against Prague. Were there any Nurgle there? Uh, probably. Slanish. I I I think there was kind of kind of of all of the gods were represented. Were no, there I'm any, asking if because what I, what I got, I'm not trying to fact check Jimmy here, but it's just what I got is a bunch of like uh, Nurgle demons and a bunch of Slanish beastmen. <laughs> well, you're free to join in. Yeah, nice. but just those specific units weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, neither are the armies, Chris, so sorry. Yes. 
But on the other hand, <laughs> if we were to join up for at least the, the like a battle for the city of the city of Kislev, there should only be like three hires there anyway. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, but we, it's going to be in the future, I guess. But we should also definitely plan something or just play in general in yeah. the days between Christmas and New Year's, because I will be in your hoods. Nice. In a very close proximity, because we found out that my parents live neighbors with Jimmy. Yeah. Really? <laughs> I was actually in Javla last week. And you didn't what? tell me. What the fuck, man? Because last time I was going to stay over at your place, remember? And I got yeah. canceled because my kid vomited on my face. True yeah. story. Get kids. It's wonderful. Hate yourself. Uh, and this time it's just like, I didn't know if it I was going to because of work thing. <laughs> And I really, really didn't want to go, so it's just hedging on my kids getting sick. But they miraculously woke up whole and hale and safe, so I had to go. And I was just there for like eight hours. Just had I known I would out. go, I could have stayed at your place. <laughs> just played fancy all day and then go to my boring work meetings. But you should oh, make you a, meetings a, a just rematch, rematch with the uh, Night Goblin Siege. No, never. I've won against you. I'm never playing you again. Do you have any idea how much luck I needed to even win over Jimmy one time? He made sure that luck could never happen again by only bringing Skaven and traumatizing me viciously after that. Like, I didn't win over Jimmy's Night Goblins. Jimmy defeated Jimmy's Night Goblins. <laughs> like, his shroom trumping like shaman just pieced out after two turns of magic debauchery and just, like, Team Rocket flew over the horizon. His, his head went like, no, the, yeah. the sound got... No, I, I missed out the sound. He went... <laughs> I can't hear the sound. Is, is Chris supposed to be editing something in here? <laughs> no. Do we have a soundboard at hand? Do we? Don't, do you guys don't have a soundboard now? Not hear the pop? Yeah. No. No, I'm thinking Aww. there's just going to be like a stretch of white noise or something there. Just, uh, <laughs> so it's actually sensor. Oh, well. So, Krell, uh, have you bought anything? Oh, uh, I feel like this is an attack on my character, and I do not have to take it. <laughs> For fancy specifically, I mean, like, well, well, uh, who who hasn't who anything, hasn't spontaneously bought like go 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 hobby course? related anything hobby related? Yes, uh, I mean you can't count books, so obviously, let's see. For dwarves, I think I have uh, just off the top of my head, just to, like have to spontaneously. I think I have thirty-two funders. I have maybe fourteen quarters. I have, uh, they're called warriors, right, Nicholas? Uh, warriors, yeah. Yeah, warriors. 42 warriors with full command, two full commands. I've got 28 miners. I've got two fanes. I've got one longbeard champion. Is that a thing? Yeah, yeah I guess. Can, 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 you repeat that? can you repeat that? Longbeard, longbeard champion. Champion. Like champion, dude. But do you have longbeards? No, 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 just the character. Uh, I've got a rune smith as well, an engineer, uh, two dwarf cannons, one flame cannon. What else did I have? I think I also have <laughs> uh, six slayers, one slayer champion, who I think is a giant slayer, if I remember correctly, and some stuff I am challenging to identify. For Skaven, didn't I get something for my Skaven this year? I think, uh, yo, yeah, shit, yeah, I got like 20 uh, Night Runners. And I got the old, 10 the old buggers. Yeah, the old ones. The monkey, ones rat, like monkey rats. Yeah, monkey, monkey rats. rats. Monkey rats with slings. 
you know, and free of like, you know, the steel, uh, what do you call it? Not night runners, uh, gut runners. The metallic gut runners. I've also given Jens the gift that keeps on giving, which is PTSD trauma. When we played the last time mm -hmm. and I used my Tomb Kings and we were drinking and I got so drunk that after a while I realized that Jens actually understood it came from the dunes ruled better than I did. So several times I just turned on, yes, I'm gonna, the, the thing is, uh, okay, so like how does it came from the desert work again? And he just looked at me like, it works like this. I'm like, yeah, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> so they're going to come up there. Yeah, it turns out the Tomb Kings are really, really, really good in 6th edition. Like, really good. Uh, beyond that, what I get, I, oh, shit, yeah. I think this year I bought Martin Comet's old Tomb King stuff as well. Uh, and I've finished refurbing most of it, but I think I still have like six light horsemen, 20 archers, and also I have like three metallic Tomb Pink characters that I don't need anymore, but I own them and I did get them, didn't paint them. So it's another uh, priest. Uh, I've got the BSB on foot as well as on horse. Oh. Yeah, I think that's it. Limited edition one. Is yeah. it the limited edition Those... one for the... I mean, yep. the, the funny thing about that model, the the, uh, the model that everyone could buy had a bigger, fancier banner yeah, than, so the, uh, than the than uh, the limited edition one. And the limited yeah. edition one was like, it was the same base model, just had a different standard top. I also got a mini Empire Army, but I sold it already because I realized I cannot finish like two new army projects for next year. What was it supposed to be, though? Uh, it was like going to be a small Talabekland uh, hunting force. Okay. So it's like a couple of, uh, what do you call them? Like the adventure dudes, the free militia, and like a couple of, uh, like, I think I had 10 flagellants with a priest. I had like 20 uh, uh, musketeers, a couple of halberdiers, and a bunch of free militia. And just like a dude who I kit patch looked like a really raggedy, worn out John Mizilix from like the Hussite rebellions. OG wagon boy himself. Uh, yeah, then I think I got some vampires, but they're painted. I did an entire army of Skaven, so that's painted. The Tomb Kings are mainly painted as well. Yeah, no, I think that's it. Productive, productive year. Yeah, then also I did an entire 30k army. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and my bad up army. Uh, my Red Scorpions army is more or less done now. Damn. Yay. Well done. We have a functional bad up campaign working in 2022, and it's been pretty fun. Oh, that's cool. We well, have two what, what, rules, what rules are you Fifth using that? Is it like Fifth Ed? Okay. Fifth Ed straight up. Have you managed to source the books yet? No, but somebody else did. Like those yeah. books, not selling me those books might have been the best investment you ever did. <laughs> 500 kroners a piece back then is now it's like a thousand kroners a piece. Yeah, I got the, the map and the, uh, what do you call it? The uh, box that came in, so to speak. The... Yeah. Oh, the plastic contemptor was like a boon for my Red Scorpions army. So I have like the plastic contemptor and I have like 20 tacticals. I only have like infantry and dreads because that's how I remember playing fifth dead because I could never afford any tanks back but, then. Uh, but you know, you know, the plastic contemptor has been out for years. No, no, I said a good <laughs> plastic contemptor. Yeah, I'd love to get a small executioner's force going. 
I should do it. Cool. Like, we are playing. Apparently, we're not even, like, the only fifth ed bad up army. We're finishing up a bad up, I think, around mid-year next year, and then we're going to go to Vrax. So I've got, I've got an entire militia project going there, too. So, Vrax, uh, who's going to play the Dark Ages that just drop down, murder a bunch of dudes, uh, get one fallen, <laughs> and then piss off, and by that, uh, prolonging the war for, like, 20 years? Yeah, it's it's so fun because like Arcos the Faithless, one of the arch like conspirators and like architects of the entire Vrax conflict, they're like they come in and they're like, okay, there are no dark angels here. I mean, uh, peace out. And then he come back and like, wait, this Alpha Legion dude who's been leading the other guys, we're just gonna take him, and it'd be great if nobody asked any questions whatsoever. And then the Horse Heresy books, they're like Arcos. No, that's like a dark angel guy. He's super faithful. He's been with us all the time. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, but that's uh, no. So like, about... it's been productive. Uh, I also did yeah. like a Death Guard army, and like I've done some more. Yeah, but Death Guard army just to prime and put in mud. It's done. No, no, no. <laughs> I've had so much. Just I've I've used a lot of like pigments and mud effects, and I'm just having so much fun with it. And you haven't gotten exactly the same result by putting it in mud. No. <laughs> to to a non World War One trench uh, connoisseur, it would look the same. Yet to me, I would know the difference. Yeah, that's uh, how it should be. Just like Stinky. how Nicholas would know the difference if somebody accidentally shaved off five rivets from a predator. He would just sense it. drink. Yeah, you got so annoyed with you shaving off the rivets from a tank, so you went to get a drink. <laughs> just the thought of it aggravated him. Mm-hmm. I feel like no, it's like for the show for a for a for a what what has Jimmy done in in no, no. Uh... we're 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 go- we're actually going to have before we finish off the next three hours with Jimmy uh, having uh, uh, a little uh, note of the listener questions. Oh, I had oh, a Skaven yeah. army as well. Yeah, <laughs> I had a lot of fun with those, Liam. Like the Island of Bleds, like Skaven warriors, like the clan rats are really fun to do. They are. I, mean, I was uh, shocked. The amount of detail Island, and like variation. Island of Blood was a great set. I, yeah. I thought it was going to be like pulling out my nails with like rusty tweezers, but it's been so fun. Like you have a little guy with a rat on his head, and you got like the metallic banners and the gongs. You've seen them. They look pretty okay, right? Oh yeah, they do. And it's just fun doing. So. I think I've done fifty of them, and I still want to do it. I've got like another twenty up here on the board. I have the Rat Ogres too. No, it's been just really, really, really fun painting Skaven in between all of this power armor. I would recommend everyone to paint Skaven, actually. <laughs> yeah, Skaven are fun to paint. And then we yeah. can have a full Skaven event with the Skaven Civil Wars. Well, I don't have, like, Jimmy numbers, but I think I have, like, maybe 1,500 points. You have, like, 10. You have 10 points? <laughs> Models. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That's my war- Mordheim Warband. But, uh... Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, they're really good-looking models. So, uh, let's do some listener questions. So we're going to start off with the one from Joseph, which is, will there be a, uh, the Old World Lives 6th uh, edition event in Sweden next year? I think it's about high time that we do something. Yeah. I feel like we say that every year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but the thing uh... is, now, someone, if someone gets a venue... I'll do everything else. <laughs> well, do you have the boards and stuff? We know a lot of people who do have boards. So get, a ven- to, uh, get a venue. Something. Get a venue, and I know a lot of people who can bring boards. 
because I would love to organize yeah. something at uh, GhostCon, but I mean, I I have no boards. I don't know anyone who has boards. Yeah, and I I don't have anything else to do at GhostCon because it would be fun to go to GhostCon. Yeah, for those uh, not knowing, GhostCon is a convention in Gothenburg around Easter, to Easter week. And yeah, yeah. we're we have been working, we we have been talking about it. It's uh, more that uh, we had a bit of a break of talking about it during the pandemic. Bro, we've been talking about it since we started the podcast. Yeah, yeah but then we had the break of uh, talking about it for like two and a half years because it was no point because there were no venues, there were no events allowed anyway. So, or traveling or life. But maybe this year. Yeah. There but, you heard uh, it, Morten setting up a venue. Jimmy got tables. Yeah. <laughs> I know the people. I know people everywhere. Like the Build it and they will man. come, Morten. I wouldn't mind having you guys over for. Some island summer games. I don't even know which island you live on, and I feel like at this point <laughs> in our friendship, that's by design on your part. <laughs> Just Erland. don't tell him which island it is, Chris. Erland, of course, on the island in the sun. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, saying today that your old uh, guys in uh, Gothenburg, we should make like a, a convoy trip there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they are. Fantasy is hot. And Gothenburg. Hot, hot, hot. Erland is one of those islands that can technically call a peninsula because it's permanently connected to <laughs> the shore. True, yeah, but uh, we'll we'll work on something, and uh, when we know, you know, you'll know, so to speak. Mm. Right. Sound like the sworn society. If you are in the know, you will be contacted. Yeah. A man in trench coat <laughs> will approach you. But we and need to tell Joseph. And as we all know that uh, if you you ask, the only reply is, I can't say. Oh, yes. And uh, next one is from Tobe, and that's uh, all right. Why is General's Companion the best book uh, GW ever printed? A note exclamation mark, because that's not really a question. It's not. <clears throat> I mean, it, is, it is the best book. I mean, it, it, it contains everything you need to, to spice up Warhammer Fantasy. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this can be used on older editions and newer editions as well. So does it say best book for Warhammer or best book? Best GW book ever printed. Oh, okay. It might be the best thing that ever came out of the United States. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Period. I mean, Period. except for liberty and democracy, but sure. <laughs> yeah, and freedom. Yeah. That's freedom. also important to them. You guys didn't because know no... freedom was here. <laughs> Nobody no, knew no there was freedom for this. No one else has freedom. Freedom just... isn't free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we all agreed it's a really, really good book. I need to get a new new one because mine is falling apart because it was a really, really badly made book. I thought it was good because you just read it so much. Like you religiously <laughs> from it. No, it's uh, it's a notorious, notoriously bad, badly made, that book. It's uh, falling apart. But like, apart is nobody going to say ra- Ravening Hordes as an option here? Or? That's uh, that's it's not, not the book. greatest book they ever made. What are you talking about? It's also not the book. It, uh, I would say, perfect. like personally, I would say I prefer Storm of Magic, but hey, Storm of Magic, eighth, eighth edition. Eighth edition. Oh. No, Ooh. not Storm. Ah, shit. Oh, Help no, me out, Jimmy. No, no, Save me. No, no. You mean, oh, no. You, do you mean Storm of Chaos? Yes. There's thank the mute you for, for getting my foot out of my mouth. Muted for me. everyone. Ah, <laughs> uh, the silence. <laughs> just kidding. Storm of Chaos. Good. But I don't know yeah. if that's nostalgia and just the fact that they added so much stuff I didn't know I wanted. I mean, the thing is, Storm of Chaos, it's a good book. 
but yeah. not everyone can use the book. Whereas like a... the uh, General's Compendium, every army can use this book for something. They could if they just got one of the armies in it. And frankly, it's a great no. way to become a decent human. <laughs> I, I think I think the idea of Storm of Chaos is better than Storm of Chaos. It's not a it's fantastic Storm of book. Chaos is like your high school girlfriend. Think about it fondly, all you do. Never actually lifting oh. it up. Also, in uh, the the day seventh edition was released, uh, Storm of Chaos was ruled a campaign book, and uh, the armies in it weren't legal anymore. That's a bad. Sign so another book. reason to keep playing sixth edition. Yeah, but uh, no one else did. Everyone moved forward at that time. And that uh, is why the general's campaign. I, I never is played seventh edition, so I'll have to take your word for it. Yeah, but that's why uh, general's campaign is better because you could still use the just adapt it. Whereas no one wanted to play my Slayer Cult anymore. That might be my Slayer Cult's fault and not uh, the book's fault, but... Uh... <laughs> Maybe it's because you crushed everyone in your region and drove their weeping widows in front of you. Yeah. And that was what was good in life. So, next question is from Christian. That is, uh, <laughs> favorite faction that never got a full army book following Ravening Hordes? Kisla. Araby. But seriously, though... Me chaos wars. Yeah, because those are the wounded ones in Revening Hordes, right? Yeah. But, uh, uh, I mean, were in Revening Hordes, technically. They were in the FRLs. <laughs> they didn't get a full list, so I do think that's a bit sad. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, and I like Chaos Dwarfs, but I'm actually going to say Dogs of War. Ooh. Yeah, spicy. I mean, Dogs of War is a super cool concept, but they never expanded upon it other than adding Ravening Hordes units. No, no, Ravening Hordes, uh, the uh, Regiments of Renown. But yeah. uh, I mean, they have like, they lack cool, unique things like uh, magic items. Uh, they could have expanded more on the uh, special rules regarding the army. Uh, more more options for the paymaster's bodyguard and everything like that. Yeah, they could have fleshed out the arm itself yeah. and not just relied on all of the regiments of renown to make Yeah, they could have given it like variants of the rules, like a magic heavy army. That too. I mean, I mean they, they they could also like in in fifth edition when they when the dogs of army came around, uh, the only things that you had the, that were like not unique were the characters. Otherwise, you only used the regiments of renown units. So, uh, but the in a white dwarf, they added rules so that your army general could be like an elf, a dwarf, an orc, or whatever. So you could like get more additional rules for the general and the other heroes. Uh, so like. These are the guys who are paying all these mercenaries to fight their battles. Yeah, and, uh, I think it's a, it's a it's it's a missed missed opportunity to to never giving them a full army book. I mean, it's, I guess it's also an army that if they had models, it, you could. I mean, almost everyone could benefit from it because you could maybe bring allies in any force. I'll just bring yeah. a few dogs of war. So. Yeah, and I mean you could add more more uh, like standard units as well. I mean in in the book you have you have the uh, the pikeman, you have the the uh, duelist, you have the crossbowman, 
uh, light cavalry, heavy cavalry, you have dwarves, Norse marauders, no, and you have uh, ogres and halflings. I mean, you can add more things here. Like you could add, actually, I mean, green skins for sure. You could add uh, a lot of more things to the whole to the whole army. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm 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 gonna say dogs of war. Fair enough. It's a good one. Do we have any more listener questions? Yes, we've got a follow-up one, which is not really a follow-up one, because this is one that was sent in too late for our anniversary special that we recorded during the summer, and that is from Luke, and that is, uh, which faction that, we only, that we've only ever seen in non-mainline titles or on official supplements, would you love to see it its own army book in the old world? So like in Mordheim or uh, uh, Mordmaster? No, in any non-main Arabic. Title. Yeah, Arabic. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying Arabi would be a good one if they were putting out a campaign book for Arabi, not just yeah, we're gonna release Empire armies and Arabi. That would just be weird. What well, I mean, they could do like uh, the first or second crusade. I mean, sorry, the errantry wars of uh, <laughs> of Britonia, Breton. Any other options, armies? In Kislev. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they get an army, but uh, they get a full one. Uh, but yeah, I think they, Araby and like uh, did, they ever make, did they ever make Arabia. like, did they ever make a uh, Albion army or was it only the, uh, the two? Oh yeah, wait, there was a Warmaster army, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, but was that an official one or was that a fan-made one? I think that was a fan-made one. It was probably like a... What was it called? The, that magazine that they did. Fanatic. Yeah, Fanatic. Or, yeah. I, I've, I like, I'm going to start by answer Arabic, but it would be fun to see Vampire Coast. Yeah, it would be interesting to see the uh, Leviathans or whatever they're called. Yeah, they only oh, got like... Yeah. They only got like... Uh, the both game one Dreadfleet as well as like yeah. the White Dwarf article. And you have to use Luther Harkon to play that army. You have yeah. to use him, <laughs> yeah. which is kind of yeah. like, yeah. Why? Why do they do that? It's just really annoying. Because they only did one sculpt for them. <laughs> they didn't even do a sculpt for him. Oh, really? I thought there was one. Nope, nope there isn't. But they I've did a, like the they fantasy did a vampire. They did a Sortosan vampire. Oh, yeah. That's, that's not one. him. Uh, Do we have any other listener questions, Chris? That's the one, and, I, and mine wouldn't be either Arabi or Albion or anything. It would be a proper uh, Sea Guard list. Oh, cool. <laughs> sea Elves, bring them back from third edition. We need the. We want the, we, we the want Army Book dancers. Monkey Paws. I want proper Sea Elves, and the Monkey Paw closes, and the Eden of Kin was released. Yes. <laughs> All we want for the old world is a re-release of the promised army book, Fishman. <laughs> what is Sahaugin or Sahaugin Dungeons and Dragons? No, we just warmer, uh, the warmer army is Fishman. That is all everyone wanted on the forums back in like 2000s. 
And that's what Isn't there like one to... sculpt for the fisherman? I think it's a sea elf, actually. Oh, okay. That's, that uh, later made it into the theme for the sea guard and then into Ideneth. That went oh. a bit too far. <laughs> Yeah, I but mean, I know so... that Nicholas really wishes that like steampunk flying dwarves could make it into the old world somehow. <laughs> I was thinking, uh, like Norse Norska would be cool if they had their own thing, kind of, because uh, like in the the lore, the like the people of the empire deal a lot with Norskans. Like they're not, or in some parts of the lore, they're more like. I mean... Yeah, I mean, no, normal people than the, just the southern Norskans. The southern Norskans are like normal people, traders by heart. Yeah. Isn't that like in one of the chaos books when yeah, they like yeah, talk to Norska? Yeah, a Marienburg uh, merchant is visiting Norska and he talks with his boy and they talk about the chaos spawns. I just imagine they sound like the extras from Vikings now. You shouldn't venture too far up in the north. You will meet the Chaos North Ragnar Lotebrook. Like one dude has a Scandinavian accent, everyone else has like a proper American one. <laughs> yeah, that show is really messed up. Do you know? Oh, wait. Do you know what I'd like to see? Uh, I'd like to see like an, like a dueling Vespiros Vendetta style army, which is just like a bunch of free company units fighting together, and they have really bad leadership, but they're all really good at fighting. Like Venetian Ooh. Free States. Or or one of the, uh, like, either Skeginors or one of the uh, Empire-related uh, armies in uh, the Southlands. Yeah, okay. that would be cool. Minus, I, I'm surprised well, nobody said, like, yeah. Ogres in Sixted, like, as an army. Because they had a book. They had an... Wait, the Ogres had an army, army book in Sixted? Yeah, they yeah. did. They were released in 6th edition. Kingdoms came around in 6th edition. I think. I thought it was 7th like, edition. Damn. No. I think it was like 2003. Uh, oh, cool. I it, yeah. Oh, I think it was mid-6th mid, mid, uh, Oh, edition. I learned something new today. I never saw and or heard anyone talk about them back in the day. All they I know have... is... All I know, I was 17 when I was reading the, uh, the White Wharf with them. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. They got the... Uh, all of the man eaters, uh, a tyrant and uh, the butcher. Uh, they got greases. They got uh, what is it called? The butcher char special character that has a cauldron on his back. Uh, all of the snotling, yeah. And uh, they got the, the snotlings. They got the snotling uh, trappers. They got the hunter. They no got blars. the yetis. Oh uh, yeah, noblars. Pretty much the same thing. But they also got shots they, they, fired. They got the, the the plastic ogre kits that uh, are still used, but but they didn't get uh, the uh, Mornfang or the plastic uh, war machines. Scrap yeah, launcher. They got. They had another scrap launcher back then. Metal. Yeah. Yeah. It was hell. It was literal oh. hell to put together. <laughs> I remember you telling me you used to have like an ogre army before some like evil ex stole it. No, I actually I still have all of the metal models from that. Oh, cool. I don't have the plastic models because I've... Uh, well, I have some of them still, but I also sold them off to a friend of everyone. So I think uh, Jody, because he wanted to make... Uh, what are you called? 
servitors for his a friend oh, cool. to everyone. Yeah, it's a friendly guy. Yeah, <laughs> the disdain in Nicholas' voice when he said that. <laughs> yeah, As if it, it could be a I friend was, to everyone. I, I sold I sold it to a friend of the world. Yeah, yeah, but the, I think it was in like 2016 or something. I want he wanted to make servitors or some ogrins for. I think it was either for the Desire Wars or for a militia project. So that's all I remember. Yeah. But they have some of the some of the greatest kits uh, for the ogres were released back then, and they're still in in use, so to speak. Oh, like the commando cocky ogres. Yeah, that's the perfect ogres be, be, because they looked unique. I think Mangle Miniatures. Lads. I think Mangle Miniatures actually did a did a painting tutorial to to do the that old skin yeah. type with new paints. Ooh, nice. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, but they got most of the ogre kits are from that first release unless less uh, only added the few kits from uh, I think I got, they got some with the latest book they got in, what was that, 7th or 8th? What is nice oh, yeah. to learn new things? I didn't know about this at all. I'm just happy. They got, they got the big stone horn and things as well. Yeah. Yeah, but they had a Rhinox came in 6th edition. Oh, Those, cool. Because they had Forge World models, and then they changed them oh, to... Nice. Oh, yeah. Speaking uh, of stuff that nobody else knew, uh, yeah. I read these, like, Gotrick and Felix books, and they're apparently really good. Do you guys know about this? <laughs> Never heard of them. <laughs> Yeah, you've never mentioned it before. It's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, I think we, fire... start, you, yeah, we started at the same time to read them because I hadn't read them either. And I, I've read the first Omnibus now. I yeah. like it. I, I started in the wrong direction. So I think I read like Orc Slayer, Elf Slayer, and Man Slayer, which is like book, I don't know, 10, 11, and 12. <laughs> None of them are Will King books. So No. And then I went back and I read the, like, the first book, which is, what is it, like Demon Slayer, Skaven Slayer and uh, Troll Slayer. Yes, in reverse order. Yeah. <laughs> well, it started at the end, obviously. <laughs> I like them, but I think, I mean, if you compare them to like Brunner, which has the same sort of concept mm -hmm. of some dude running around in the old world, or, well, in the fantasy world, right? It's just that with Brunner, it's a bit more realistic that he, he's not the hero. I mean, with Godric and Felix, it's always like they managed to kill the the most, you know, the scariest thing or whatever. And then it's like, oh, then it's off to another adventure. Uh, yeah. So I feel like it's a bit too heroic sometimes. Uh, I kind of like the Brunner tone down, like, oh, well, he's good, but he doesn't, you know, kill demons or maybe or, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Brunner's very gritty. I, I do like that with Guardian Fields. I mean, you kind of get over the fact that, like, they can fight anything and they'll always survive. And it's kind of like you don't really believe it after the the second or third book, but it it's still fun. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, also it it's it's super cool to read about the worst Slayer ever. Yeah, <laughs> it's just funny. He he gets so depressed. Like it's, it just gets better, and better. Mm. What I really noticed going from like the latter books and then into the first books is in the latter books they have like this. <laughs> climactic series of like anime fights where it's like oh Godric and Felix is on the rope but then they pull out this magical trick and they keep fighting for another 15 pages and then they win in like the first Godric and Felix books like Troll Slayer has one and a half page of the final battle 
And like Skaven Slayer is just a series of running battles, and they don't really have a huge last battle. And uh, obviously in Demon Slayer, I mean, it's kind of a long fight, but it's just like three or four pages. And it's mostly about like Felix sucking. <laughs> Felix not Felix being able inner, to keep in his pants. His, his inner thoughts always. Yeah, I, I like how like how shit he is at handling relationships in any way. He <laughs> just keeps amusing me. It's a new lady in every town. Yeah, and he keeps messing everything up. It's all because of them damn window tax riots. <laughs> 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 I, love, I love it. And you know the window tax is a real thing, right? In life. That yeah, the happened. window. You need to pay taxes for the windows, you know, to the imperial palace. And, and they say in the book, like, all the wealthy people just walled up their windows because the poor people can do it. That's true, too. They did that in, like, Germany and France a lot. What, what, you guys don't pay window tax? Is this, like, a Gotland thing? <laughs> Uh, terrible, terrible yeah. betrayal. <laughs> the, the, the there's nothing to see inside the window in Stockholm, anyway. I mean, Erland is sort of still, I guess, the king's hunting ground. So, whatever the king desires, we must comply. <laughs> you make it sound like he regularly comes by and just like eats your dinner. Yeah, he could. <laughs> Tries he to seduce the neighbor's wife or my wife. Maybe next week, honey. He's he's hitting on the neighbor again. Oh well. No, that's uh, that's only patch bounce. Oh. How did we get here? What are we I was talking, talking about, about Godric and Felix. No, yes. like I've seriously enjoyed them. Uh, I I slow, I got through all of the books in like my vacation time, and it's just been really enjoyable. There's two very different writing styles, like Long and King, but. I think both of them have merits, but I'm definitely leaning towards the earlier offer. Like, I think the King books are really good. And he also does a bunch of different short stories who are all enjoyable. Like the one with the guy who goes back to his boarding school and then it's like, oh, wait, turns out my shitty boarding school is actually a shitty cult for siege. Oh, no. And God can Felix just show up for some completely unrelated reason and save his life and burn down the haunted school. It's like Tom Brown's adventures. It's amazing. I know I'm pretty late on the ball trying to recommend Godric and Felix to anyone, but like <laughs> reading them fresh in 2022 without really having read any Godric and Felix before, I found a lot of enjoyment. So if you haven't for some reason, go do it. Hmm? It's Christmas time. <laughs> I'm reading a Warhammer Chronicles book now. It's like Sword of Justice or something about Ludwig Schwarzenegger. Uh, I started reading that one. I started reading it, I think. Yeah, but you didn't I finish. No, I thought it was terrible. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of have to agree with you. I think it's very slow and weird. But now in the end, yeah. it is picking up pace. So no, I... you just feel better because it's ending. Yeah, maybe that's <laughs> it. I don't know. I will see. And no one else? Just like everyone in that book just acting really stupid. Like, yeah. they just make stupid mistakes. Like, every chapter, you're like, oh, god damn it. Like, there's nothing redeeming any of the characters. They're just all really dumb. And they, like, paint Ludwig as, like, a a man-child that's just super jealous about everyone. Like, wh- who who am I rooting for? Who's the good guy? It's just 
you, you just want the empire to end reading that book. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong, Morton. No, no, no I, I'm happy to hear that someone else has. <laughs> the challenging note in your voice, too, like, Tell me I'm wrong, damn you. Find something redeemable, this piece of shit book. <laughs> I, I wanted to hear someone else have similar opinions, so that's good, but I know. <laughs> this is garbage. <laughs> this is literally human feces. <laughs> but uh, how about now, Chris? Should we let Jimmy talk about his yes. travels? I think so. That should be a good idea. Gather round, children, and hear about the tales of old. Yay! Oh, yeah. Uh, last month... <laughs> Could you talk about Deckard Kane from Diablo <laughs> yes. 2? Yeah. No, so uh, last month, uh, I went to the United States of America to participate in a Mordheim Invitational event. And boy, was it fun. I don't really know where to start. Uh, Tell us about the letter. What? The very tell, tell me about the uh, the letter. The, the letter. Oh, the oh, letter. yeah, the letter. I I heard ladders like the ladder. Tell, tell me about the ladder. So yeah, about the former. So yeah, I I I uh I was approached by Bill. Uh, he's he's the guy who hosted the whole event. Uh, let me see his uh, name on Instagram. Uh, let's see here. Bill. In streets of Yavala, <laughs> see hiding in an alleyway. You were there, adventurer. See now, come on, level. Instagram, come on. So, uh, Bill's Instagram is the Ruin Five Hundred One. He approached me uh, through the podcast, actually, that he was going going to host an event, and he did invite all of us openly. And uh, I mean, no, none of us had had the opportunity to go at the moment when he did approach us. But uh, I told him that I could like help out with, uh, with if if they have questions about Mordheim or whatever. I mean, they can they can hit me up, and I I can like answer rule stuff or how things were made in the uh, uh, 2019 event. And so, uh, as time passed, uh, he asked me if I wanted to build the uh, NPC character, the Count Steinhardt model, for uh, for the final battle of their event. And I was like, yeah, sure, I can do it. And uh, as time passed by, he, he asked me for my address. I was like, yeah, sure, uh, you can have my address. And eventually, a letter came. This was a... Uh, like you, you, you know how like the old parchments in movies and all look like, yeah, you know, like fantasy yeah. movies, medieval movies. It's like one of those showed up in my mail. There was a uh, wax seal of the comet on this, and uh, this was the invitational paper which was sent out to all who had like been invited, even even though he knew they wouldn't show up. Uh, he did send out the invitation and anyways. And uh, after like getting this, like I was talking about this at home, and my spouse told me like you have to go. This is like once in a lifetime opportunity. And so I decided to save up money and go to the America. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And uh, I, I did plan to build and paint a Skaven warband for this, but uh, I had uh, some some problems when I spray painted them twice. Oh. Uh, like all the details disappeared, so there was something wrong with uh, my black chaos black spray. Uh, so I switched it out, and the new one worked perfectly on my third go. Although <laughs> I had like four days until I was gonna take my flight to to Texas, so I decided to not paint them up, and I would bring all my other warbands instead, and just pick whatever felt like like the right one when I arrived there. So well, you when do I, have some really nice Yeah, yeah, I do. Before. I do. Thank you. Thank you. I love them as well. It's like this is when I feel like uh, uh I'm I'm actually good at something and that's doing war bands. <laughs> but uh I uh, I showed up in the uh first I went from Arlanda to Frankfurt where I met up with two other hobbyists. Uh, let me see their tags on Instagram. One is Tom Build and Paint. He is a super nice guy, also a doctor. And then we had Mosh Arts. Uh, he is super cool guy. Uh, he did some. Uh, he did some mercenaries to bring, and I think Tom had his uh, Carnival of Chaos themed possessed because he did. We we were only allowed to play rulebook warbands, but uh, he enjoyed the uh, Carnival of Chaos, so he built a carnival, but, but like based all the models on Cult of the Possessed. So I was staying there for a week. Uh, I stayed from Tuesday to the following Monday, so we had a couple of days just drinking beer, having fun, uh, looking at the uh, venue where we're going to play, which was a bar called uh, Rudyards. It's like a punk rock bar, so it was super nice, very, very dark, so all the photos we have are super, super dark, unless you have, like, uh, like light from the windows. But uh, eventually, well, for more time. yeah, it is very fitting for more time. Uh, so eventually, the whole game weekend came, and uh, we had uh, at least one YouTuber. I think most of our listeners may have seen something from Eric's Hobby Workshop. Uh, he was living at the Airbnb with me and some of the other some of the other guys. Super yeah. cool, dude. Yeah, so it's a YouTube video. It was, yeah, gushing uh, uh, over I, your news. Yeah, I mean, they knowledge. they praise me. They praise me way too much. <laughs> they praise me way too much, man. But I, I I love it. I love those guys, and it was super fun to meet all of them. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was like the rules wizard at the place. Like, I I I, I do know a lot of the rules by heart. So I I I was approached like, hey Jimmy, can you can you like be the rules guy if anyone has a question? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I mean, I'll help. Uh, so I, I warned all of my opponents that we might be interrupted for rules questions and they were <laughs> all fine with it. Since I believe like uh, not about half of the guys at the events were frequent Mordhem players. 
the others were like they played when it was new or they haven't played at all. Uh, which was also the case during uh, the 2019 event, which I went to. So the event itself was built around the narrative of Count Steinhardt, which was the uh, he was the count of uh, of the city. He was the lead the leader, so to say. And uh, is, is that he, made he, up or is that in in the lore? He's 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 in the lore. He is. Although in the lore, he died when a comet crashed. But uh, we were like, we, we, we think this is like open to interpretation. I mean, he could have survived. This could have been an imposter or one of his uh, illegitimate childs who like picked up his mantle. So it could have, could have been the real count or an imposter. We don't know. Maybe they found the wrong body. Yeah, maybe. Did they check his dental record? <laughs> I think I don't know. Like, I think the the more time dentist was like, is it a fat dude with some teeth? Yeah, <laughs> that's probably him. <laughs> so uh, all, all the war bands were were in the city. Twenty three years later, looking for this guy, all for different reasons, and I decided to play my cult, and we needed the perfect sacrifice for. Uh, to, to like gain more more boons from the shadow lord uh, and uh, the event was uh, we had a schedule so we were supposed to play four or five games depending on time uh, i got five games in uh, and uh, on the third day on sunday uh, the four players with the most wins would be the war bands who were taking place uh, in the hunting down the count, uh, which was a a scenario written so you can only field your heroes, none of your henchmen. So you Ooh. needed to keep your heroes alive, well equipped, and well leveled up to survive this. And uh, I won four out of five games. Uh, the, la the the fifth game is the one that I lost, and I lost only because I was stopped for one turn by a vicious vampire who attacked my possessed. Uh, the scenario was that you're supposed to like you you you're, you're supposed to enter buildings and look for a treasure chest, and the undead found the treasure chest just beside their table edge. So <laughs> yeah, so I was like hurrying up there trying to intercept them, but then the vampire intercepted me, and it killed off my newly hired ogre like it was nothing. Took Fuck out yes, my... vampires! Yeah! <laughs> and it took down one of my possessed, and uh, my, my final possessed managed to climb the walls, and he had a, a perfect charge, which he, which he was supposed to be able to do, but, of course, there's going to be a zombie in the way. So he he stepped in, stopped the charge, and the dregs who were carrying the chest could walk out the table edge without any concern about what was going to happen next. But uh, during the campaign, I had a lot of luck because I had no permanent injuries. Uh, I got a lot of uh, gold during my games and a lot of luck regarding my level ups. So... My Magister, the leader of the cult, he gained plus two attacks in total, going for three attacks. This is good for a wizard. 
he gained plus one strength, so he's a strong guy. He also found a chaos armor, so four up save, and he's able to cast spells. His spell was the Wings of Darkness, which is a 12-inch move spell. So we can use the spell to get out of combat, into <laughs> yeah. combat, or going up and down buildings. And eventually, right. he found a demon weapon, which is Ooh. plus one to hit and plus one strength. So he was a mad lad in close quarters. Uh, when I yeah. played my latest uh, Mordheim campaign, just friend of mine had uh, Wings of Darkness, and he tried using it like... Ten times during the campaign and never got it off, and it was going like. And it's like super, oh, super darkness. easy to get it off. It's like yeah. seven. You need it. to roll a seven. <laughs> That's all it. you need. This poor beast man. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Then I then during the final battle, so I I think that's the battle I can talk a little bit about. So we had uh, a couple of Ostlanders. No, no, not Ostlanders. Uh, uh, let's see here. Bill's guys were from, I don't really remember which part of the Empire, but he did use the Reichlander rules for them. Uh, and uh, they needed to catch capture the Count uh, for to like turn him into the, to some army guy. I think they had like some depths or something. Uh, then there was this Estalian warband. I don't remember why they were looking for the Count. Then we had a second undead warband, uh, which were led by a Strigoi vampire, uh, which uh, during his stain time as a vampire, he was wronged by the Count, and all he wanted was to like bring him out and kill him, drink his blood or something. <laughs> and and yeah, my Some my vampire shit. yeah, and my That's my cult. Revenge. I yeah. that. <laughs> and. Uh, and my cult wanted to capture him to, to use for a sacrifice. And uh, there was a lot of bloody conflict down in the... Because this battle took place in the sewers. The Count and all the uh, all the models of his court, I think there were like 13 or 14 models, were equipped with daggers with... I think it's the... I don't remember if it was Black Lotus or... Uh, the other poison, but uh, it's uh, it it uses the rules for poison attacks and warmer fantasy. So, a roll to hit is an out of wound. And uh, these guys were quickly taken care of by like all the warbands, and eventually all the warbands started to like fight each other. And uh, me, like the manipulative asshole that I am, I struck a deal with the vampire like. If we can bring him out together, you can watch him die as I do with the the ritual that I need to do. And he agreed to it. So we were like, suddenly we were counted as friendly models. And I was just like circling the whole battle. The undead was taking care of all the mercenaries. And then I stabbed his back and started attacking attacking his guys. Attempting to take the count for myself. <laughs> but uh, mid-game, because uh, Bill was in a hurry to get home, because uh, it took some time to set up the game, and his kids were sick, so he needed to get home as soon as we were finished with the game. Uh, the vampire, uh, the undead player, Will, he asked, uh, is it okay if like my vampire runs up and like kills the count? This will mean that the game gets no winners. 
and uh, Bill can go home early. And I was like, I'm all for it because Mordheim is not supposed to bring like winners. I mean, everyone's <laughs> going to go away from this game as a loser and I love it. And yeah, so there are no winners in the ruined city. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, the vampire wanted to kill him, but he didn't get to kill him like he wanted to. So, uh, yeah, the count is dead. Or was it really the real count? We don't know. He might be alive somewhere. And uh, like all of the warbands just backed off and retreated with tails behind, with it, with their tails between their legs. No one's a winner. Everyone's a loser. And I fucking love it. And true, uh, there's true uh, yeah, Mordheim. True Mordheim. And uh, this event uh, brought up a lot of new ideas in my head. So I have a lot of things to do. There's also plans for a Mordheim event in Sweden next year. Mm-hmm. An invitational. There's plans for an invitational in uh, Germany in 2024. Might be in Frankfurt, which is a good place to be because of the airport. Uh, I think there's, uh, I think Eric from Eric's Hub Workshop is going to plan something in Canada as well. So there's going to be a lot of wartime things in the coming years. Uh, I, we were also approached by uh, some guys from uh, Milano, uh, Milan, I think it's called in English. Uh, from Italy, they host a yearly Mordheim event, which is more like a tournament thing, I think. But uh, if you ask me, Mordheim isn't supposed to be a tournament. It's, uh, I mean, it's it's the campaign game is which makes uh, Mordheim such a great game. And uh, if you play to win, it's uh, it just loses its charm. But I, but I think those guys are going to do a, like an event next time, with a full theme and everything, lore, some lore written around it. You swayed their icy hearts with talks of campaign yes. and true friendship. Yes, <laughs> and I love it. I just love it. And uh, the terrain that they have over in Italy, it's magical. It's so cool. If you're ever in the uh, on, on on the Facebook group for more time. Just uh, look for Milan Mornheim and uh, check out their tables. It's super cool. It's so weird so, how you mention it because even I know that. Like, there's something about fantasy games set in Italy where the, the terrain is also insanely detailed. Yeah. I, I don't know. I assume it's because they have like, a lot of historical war gamers, but I have no idea why exactly. They probably just have it like in their family from. The Roman ages when they played war games or something. Yeah, just bring out. Uh, what, what is again? What is again? Pass the uh, uh, tabletop. Uh, which one do you want? The Venice one or the uh, the sunken city? <laughs> I'm just bringing a lot here with my hands, but you can't see it. Yeah. Why <laughs> always the accents? Why always the accents? Gamba, perché tu non travesti la dita e andato Mordheim. No, Jessica, e no appropriate la tematica di games. So, Actually, legit Italian. But uh, yeah, uh, I also did bring my Warm Fantasy Army for some 6th edition over in the US, but uh, Bill forgot his army at home, so <laughs> I didn't get to play in the fantasy. Damn you, Bill. Damn you, Bill. Curse you, Bill! 
Billigt uh, gjort. <laughs> But it, it was one of the best weeks I've had in my life. And uh, speaking about the food over there, I never finished any meal fully. The, the portion sizes are just too big. I mean, how, when, when I, my, my how much first... did you gain? <laughs> Diabetes. <laughs> I think it's because Jimmy got confused because he couldn't take like the ketchup co- cups and fold them the wrong way. So he could never like finish a meal because that just bothered him. I was like the, the first the first morning when we, we uh, me, Tom and Mark went to this uh, this diner. It's like a donut diner. So we're going to get some breakfast here. So for me, it was second breakfast because I stayed at the hotel for the first two days. And got a hotel breakfast. I never finished I... my second breakfast. <laughs> what exactly. about the second breakfast? That's exactly what I said when I got there. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I uh, I got a medium coffee and a donut. That medium coffee, you you know, like the big Coke uh, when you take one at the movies here in Sweden, oh, like one and a half liters. When you when you take a big cup of Coke oh, yeah. at yeah, the yeah. Mo- movie theaters, that's the size of a medium coffee. But how strong was it? Like water. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I mean, so they so they got the ratio with the co- coffee and the water wrong. Yeah. Uh, but what I did enjoy a lot during the second day, we went to one of these uh, supermarkets and we just went nuts oh, picking, picking all like energy drinks, candy, snacks, and a lot of beer. Buying, I mean. Buying cold beer at the store, that's a strange thing for us Swedes because yeah, we have it's, yeah. it's American beer. It's American but, beer. But uh, I the the IPAs that I bought were amazing. Some of the best I've ever had in my whole life. You you know you're a real Swede when like you pass a bottle of liquor and you just pick one up without noticing it because you can't do it in Sweden. <laughs> so you're like, I don't need this, but I'm probably gonna buy it just in case. <laughs> But uh, but uh, also like the asshole that I am, when uh, the night that we went out to drink a lot, I uh, I bought a shot of Fernet for everyone. So, <laughs> Fernet, bro, why would you do that? Like, because I'm an asshole. But I, actually, it's a true Mordheim uh, feeling. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what they drink. I mean, I, drink. I love Fernet. I mean, it's like what what is it, 26 or 28 kinds of spices in it. It's super good. Well, I mean, statistically, somebody has to. Yeah. The Italians probably liked it, though, right? <laughs> the annoying fucking stepbrother of Jägermeister. <laughs> that should be their tagline. But yeah, that's like some of the highlights of my travels. Making a yeah. lot of new friends, uh, drinking a lot of beer. Like, the uh, during Sunday, uh, Thomas Perrinen went uh, on uh, online to have the whole uh, whole big big talk to us, a big presentation about Mordheim. Uh, the very same he had for us in Mordheim 2019. So I was so hungover during that time. If if you have seen the video, uh, the it's available on. Uh, uh, tabletop Wizards on YouTube. Uh, Alex uh, newly started uh, channel. It's uh, um, a lot of cool content there and a lot of more to come because I know he's, uh, he has interest in doing some Mordheim battle reports and his table 
is one of the best I've ever seen. It's bought from MS Terrain Lab. I think uh, if you do check out MS Terrain Lab on Instagram, uh, I think he has a Facebook account as well. Then you can like look at all the process of and, and, and the progress of the whole table. And uh, all the buildings are like interchangeable. And so are the uh, the two, what are they called? The the big bases, the the table parts, uh, the boards, whatever. But uh, yeah, uh, if you look at the video with the presentation, if you look at uh, at one of the corners of the couch, you can see a very hungover Jimmy curled up in a <laughs> in a blanket. Drinking his goddamn uh, Gatorade to get his electrolytes to sober up. It's it's got electrolytes. It's what plants crave. Yes. <laughs> that was Rano. a jo- that that was a running joke from the Europeans during the event. It's got electrolytes. I mean, <laughs> it is what plants crave. It is. It's a good Mike Judd movie. That's. <laughs> So like did you did you make like any blood packs, like any sworn nemesis oaths? Was there anyone who wronged you? Actually no, but I think I wronged a lot of people. Oh nice. Terrific <laughs> nice. Sweden. Uh, Hello, I'm Jimmy. You hate me from the bottom of your heart. Please listen to our podcast. Let me see here. I think I, I need to quote uh, one yeah, of the guys yeah, regarding yeah, this. a list of statements sworn at you. That's amazing, Jimmy. I love it. I need to find this on Discord. Hang on. I just want like a list of vicious insults thrown against him for being sweet. Listen here, you pickled herring loving piece of shit. Nobody <laughs> steps on the count to Furofmas, the vampire lord, in this manner. But were you the only non-American there? Or were there a lot of people? There were the uh, there were three Europeans. Uh, which uh, came out came along. Uh, some guys from Canada, and the rest were from the U.S. Okay. There were more Swedes who were invited, but none of them could come, mm. which was a little bit sad. But uh, I represented. I did good. And so, and how many enemies did you make? <laughs> <laughs> so back to your list of enemies. Jimmy. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, there is this uh, interview. On uh, between the Baltra and me, they have uh, it's uh, by the Weir Brothers. They have a podcast called uh, I think it's Drag. Uh, some let me see here, Dragged into Turbolasers. In episode ninety-seven, they interview uh, Alex from uh, uh, Table of Wizards. They interview Eric from Eric's Hobby Workshop, and they interview Bill who hosted the event, and one of them says, do you guys feel like you got hustled by Jimmy all week? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, fuck that fucking sweet. (laughs) I love him. I just love him. What did you do to wrong these people, Jimmy? I played my cult. Oh, makes sense. Well, if you give this grand speech rule. about not making uh, Mordheim competitive, but then he comes in and just uh, <laughs> kicks their ass. Yeah. I mean, uh, if you're the only one sure with this, I, 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 I like Sweden. I, I, I built like a, if you look at it objectively and subjectively, it's a very bad list that I built for my Mordheim Warband because I went for two 
maxed out possessed with mutations. I went for two mutant with mutations. I had my magister, like a beastman and a normal dude. I started the campaign with like seven models. One of them died even before the game, first game started because uh, everyone had 20 experience points to to put wherever they wanted in Warband. But for every level up you did, you needed to roll a die. If it was a hero, you rolled a d6 on a 4+, plus, you were safe. On 1, 2, or 3, you got a permanent injury. And uh, I kind of, I, I think I leveled up only a handful of guys. And one of my henchmen, no, two, two henchmen died. So instead of playing with eight models, I started out with six models at the first game. <laughs> and still, I worked my way to the top by sheer luck. So like, like I told them there, the Shadow Lord is watching over me. And the <laughs> Shadow Lord is not Bellacore. Hashtag not my Shadow Lord. Yeah, that was like pretty much the big things that happened. We we did visit a uh, gaming store over there called Asgard Games. Super cool gaming store. So when we got in there, this is like very, very unique because they had one area for card games. I think they had a Magic the Gathering night when we got there. They had three tables for any kind of tabletop games. They had a lot of terrain in store, which you could borrow. But they also had a bar in the store. Nice. So you could buy beer and drink beer and play games. And this was so awesome. And as a Swede, you dig that. Yes. This is the sound of a repressed uh, Swedish citizen right there. Yeah. It's it like is. The, yeah. We're, not, the, we're not alcoholics. We just like alcohol. It's the, like the greatest thing in, in England was that like most game clubs have like a bar which is uh, fantastic, but it's, it's not a thing in Sweden. Yeah. Um, oh, I also saw you guys visited like a, a Tolkien restaurant, something. Yeah. Like an official what? Tolkien restaurant. Yeah, they, uh, they have a, a letter from the Tolkien estate saying that they are able to use any names from the books. Uh, there are supposedly more like small cafes like this all around the world but uh i don't know about their story but this place do have a letter so they can even use things from the books the movies and the games i thought Anything really like they have a letter related. from the instead saying please stop sending us letters <laughs> leave us alone <laughs> we're huge fans but please just do whatever you want leave us the uh, hell alone guys so at this place I need, I need to look at the menu uh, they had a lot of great names uh let's see here hang on a minute so talk about something while i google some shit hey Hope Fido, bogman's uh, new age of sigmar dishes <laughs> Oh yeah, Nicholas loves those. Uh, uh, that's like my HZM hand for this year. Playing Slayer Fires. Get out of here. Fire Slayer Tikka Masala. <laughs> ah, here we go. I found the uh, the list of all the burgers, and the burger that I got was the Fires of Mount Doom burger, a grilled Angus patty, 
top with chorizo, hatch queso, guacamole, pico de gallo, salted jalapenos, sliced serranos, and cilantro. It was a spicy burger, and I loved it. And they also had a lot of mead. And I'm a guy, I, I love my beer, but mead, that's something special. And they had a lot of Danish mead as well, like the, the 20 plus, the 20 plus percented meads. Danes. Yeah. Okay, you, you could just make mead yourself. Yeah, I can. So. But I mean, I mean, talking about Danes, I mean, I, I would never tell a Dane up in his face that they make good alcohol. There might be some Danes listening to this episode, and if they come up to me and ask, is this true? I will deny it. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that you did not lose your morals in this immoral country, Jimmy. <laughs> to name a place after a boat of the gods, Asgard, and then serve Danish drinks. American Philistine heresy. Oh, Denmark. <laughs> Country of traitors and failures. You mean Danskjävlen? Oh. No, Danes are actually pretty okay. I, I don't hate Danes anymore either, sorry. They're pretty That's cool. a lie. That's a lie. You're just in denial. It's just a face crowd. <laughs> yeah, we still like you. I mean... There are ancestral <laughs> rivals after all. Fucking Danes. Also, we did get a uh, new a new listener questions while we were recording. Oh, nice. Is this from you? No, <laughs> it's from. Uh, when will you when will you stop recording? <laughs> yeah, it, it's from Richard, and he asks, "Why are you still recording?" No, but uh, it's uh, what are your favorite chaos gods or chaos god? Uh, and uh, please motiva- give a motivation why. Bell, of course. It, it, Who's going to try hard and say, uh, say uh, the M1 first? The, the, the spike one? Leather and spikes and chain? Is that yeah, the guy you're like thinking of? The one they removed? Yeah. Malice? Well, I'm going to say, I'm gonna say uh, Bellacor. It's not a god, but uh, I'll allow it. Yeah, he was the first uh, champion. He's the first demon. I mean, demon princes are like demigods in a way. Yeah. So he is quite a lot more powerful than everyone else. Oh yeah. Much. I mean, he can bestow gifts upon his he's followers. Like the, so like Chaos Hercules. Yeah, yeah. So I was actually thinking about this the other day, and like I found, I realized slowly with dawning confusion that throughout all the days I've played Warhammer 40k or Fancy, I've sort of always just pendled back to like Nurgle. I started off Nurgle when I did 40k, I started off Nurgle when I did Fancy, then I'd like branch out and i test new things, but I keep coming back just doing Nurgle models, I don't know why. It's just something that's so fun and along with painting rust and doing entropic things, taking something beautiful and slowly seeing it suck into the mire. Just the inevitability of the historical backward of seeing things just go to hell. Yeah, I think you're onto something. Is this like favorite god as in painting that army because it looks cool or is yeah, it, but the, it, the it did ask yeah, just, uh, I choose yeah, my I army because of the models <laughs> I choose my army because of the lore I choose my army because of their morals <laughs> or lack I of I choose my army because I've made a pact to a entity to your <laughs> wife to not buy any other models <laughs> no, I'm just saying That's oh, what I, I, did. Agree, I agree with you that I love painting Nurgle because of the same things that you said but 
I am sold for, to Slanesh. So. It is known. <clears throat> I mean, I'm 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 kind of the same. I mean, I I don't have a Slanesh army yet. Uh, I I love all the things around the Slanesh followers about reaching perfection and everything, and just enjoying battle for what it is. Uh, I I mean I I do have the Siege army. I love Siege. I love playing Siege. I love the lore of Siege. I love converting Siege things. But Slanesh still speaks louder to me. It's weird to me how you <clears throat> didn't say the Chaos God of the Horned Rat. That's because that bastard isn't a Chaos God yet. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to get there. Maybe you would I mean, succeed to, to me, if you stop fucking me, yourself over all the time. I mean, to me. Regarding Warhammer, I mean, the Horned Rat could also be part Nurgle, part Siege. It turns out the Horned Rat was the friendship we gained on the way, Jimmy. (laughs) 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 Like, reading the books with Funkball in them is great. Sorry. I'm going to have to say Slanish as well, like, as an actual case god. Like, lore-wise, it's just, uh, like, the Slanish cults, they're they're very everywhere, and they're like the most most human thing. Yeah, and also Slanish is the god who doesn't want to ruin mankind. Yeah, I mean, I'll, Slanish That's, enjoys uh, society. Define ruin. Define ruin. Like all the chaos gods wants to destroy the world, right? Except for Slanish. Well, I mean, Nurgle wants to preserve the imperfect entropy. Slanish revels in the cults in the Empire. Slanish revels with the cults of the Elves. Sinch wants to create, destroy, and rebuild. Eternally changing, never locked. But his endgame... Sinch do have an endgame, which is the destruction of the world. He's just. I've always imagined like Sinch endgame is like the underpants known from start, from like uh, South Park, you know? Toppled the empire? Question mark. A great success. Like step one, two, three. Did Chris? Did Chris answer? I have no horse in this race. You have no favorite chaos god. I hate them all equally. What? That's a proper Grunkney answer right there. Which so you hate them all equally, but uh, there has to be one who is first among equals. Yes, PMS Interparsis. No. <laughs> so you're gonna say like Chaos Undivided? That's your favorite. Ah, well, or is you. it? Well, if you hate all equally, I would say it's Malal. <laughs> well, Malal and, was cut from the game. <laughs> he was cut from the game, but he's still in the lore. Yeah, that's he was never hearts. cut from our hearts. They just never mention <laughs> mention him by name anymore. I mean, we have the Sons of Malice in 40k who have yeah, the same true. color scheme and everything, and they only attack followers of the other Chaos Gods. We all know that's just a, just a strange coincidence. <laughs> Jimmy, are Gork and Mork Chaos Gods? In a way, they could be. Yes. If you if you if you look at all the gods objectively in the Warhammer world. Yeah, there's they're part of the realm of chaos. Yes. 
Is uh, Sigmar on Chaos God then? Eventually, yes. When he mm. reached Godhood, yes, in a way. Uh, I mean, ca- ca- chaos, chaos God is maybe the wrong word, but once you reach quotation mark Godhood, you are a being who have a presence in the warp in the realm of chaos. Ergo, you are a being of chaos, a being made out from emotion, and thus you are kind of a chaos god, I guess? Feels like sentient trickery. (laughs) Yeah. It also feels very sentient that you answered Slanesh, Jimmy, but now you're talking like sentient. Yes, I'm very clever. Yes, yes. Smorts. <laughs> you say you hate society, yet you live in it. So, like, are, are we all agreed that Corn is the shittiest Chaos God? Yes. That... I mean, he is the most Chaos, chaos Gods. Yeah, and uh, also him. also makes the coolest armies. I mean, a, a full corn themed army, that's bloody amazing. Yeah, that's true. That <laughs> Pun intended. But uh, yeah, if you, if, if you speak of favorite Chaos Gods, Korn is my least favorite. There's just but a I lot don't of hate him. Right? But I mean, if, if, you, if you go up, like from the role-playing kind of route, I mean, Korn is the god who honorable warriors follow to gain strength. Eventually, they get, they get lost on the road and they just start doing the whole blood-spilling thing. This like honor is no longer on the table. Now it's just murder, murder, murder. But it does feel a bit, yeah, flat. Once, in some yeah, way. yeah, yeah, so it is agreed. Just, yeah. Agreed. The ultimate evil. <laughs> it's more fun with the chaos god, and it's a bit, you know, like oh, we can, we can, you know, have a secret plan. We can scheme or. We can talk. Yeah. <laughs> we can make a deal. Oh. Wanna make a deal? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wanna buy some sugar? And that's how I made daddish long legs into a thing. Daddish long legs? What the <laughs> fuck? I immediately hate that. I immediately get an idea in my head about that. God damn it. Oh, God. <laughs> Picture uh, incoming. You Why want, are you want to you make t- a deal and then what, what was his oh, name? Mr. Schlongleg? Daddy Schlongleg. Dr. Schlongleg. Please, I'm a professional. I'm Dr. Schlonglegs. This a thing? Doctor. Don't Google it. Don't Google it. <laughs> Daddy Schlonglegs. Hmm. Wait, it's an Instagram He's on Instagram. Is this you on Instagram, Jimmy? <laughs> I don't know. What? Maybe the fuck do I know? <laughs> this sounds. Yeah. This sounds like salad fingers. He's his image is him sniffing a a weed that's, leaf. That's that's not what I'm gonna post here. <laughs> Hang that's on. That's not what I'm about. An imposter, Doctor Schlongleg. 
need to go on image search. No, don't. Oh. <laughs> Poor Morten. Oh, they actually made it. Wow, I love it. There you go. Hmm. I'm going to click for Jim sent. Oh, Lord. <laughs> This 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 is the kind of beings that Slanish can create. <laughs> Why is that a selling point for you? Why is this positive? <laughs> I hate everything you stand for now, Jimmy. Yeah. So you're welcome. Jimmy. Yes. I heard that you were planning to go and to an event in February. Want to talk about yes. that? Yes. So, talk about anything. But <laughs> How about we talk about literally anything else? <laughs> so, time for some Warhammer content again. In uh, February next year, we're hosting a uh, eighth edition tournament in Dalarna in uh, Falun, uh, which uh, I think your hometown, and we, we have for a reason, three, and we have three and a half weeks to. Uh, to enter the tournament and send in a list. Uh, and I think we, we have like barely a handful of lists sent in so far. But the thing is, this is the first time when we're using a comp system and we don't use the Swedish comp, which is big to me, actually. Is that even a thing in 8th edition not using Swedish comp? Apparently, yeah. No. The, the, the Brits made their own system called Triple Crown comp. Uh, and I actually, I, I, I like this kind of comp because uh, it opens up more unit entries. They add things from Forge World. So uh, it's a bit like more hobbyist friendly. And uh, I mean, if, if, if you play with the Swedish comp, the comp system kind of tells you how to play your army. I mean, it... Uh, it like it it gives you so heavy like restrictions yeah to build your army so you can only like build two or three kind of lists that work whereas when you play with the uh, triple crown comp it's more about i mean list building is still part of it uh, so you can build a really strong uh, positively comped army the thing is with the uh, with the triple crown comp uh, you have uh, you can have up to positive 10 or how low the fuck you want i mean if if you get like minus 50 yeah you can play it it's super strong but uh, you're gonna get a lot of points deductions after the tournament so no normally when you play with the swedish comp uh, you compare your comp between each other and the player with the lower comp gets bonus points. So even if you lose the scenario, you can win the battle because you're lower comped. And uh, this is not the case using the, uh, the Triple Crown. So instead, after the tournament, uh, the positive comped armies gets bonus points at the end. And the uh, I don't remember if the negative comp gets minuses or just no bonuses at all. I think they also allow... Oh, yeah, yeah I, I did say that they allow uh, fortfold units, right? Yep. Yeah, so if you play Chaos, you can have the Bile Trolls, you can have the Plague Ogres and everything. 
I think you can even use Tamurkan if you want to. Yay! Yeah, so that's that's pretty pretty cool actually, and uh, some good scenarios written for the tournament as well. So this is going to be the first, and I hope not the last, tournament where we use this kind of comp system. Uh, if you're interested in reading about the comp system, uh, it's available on the Swedish Facebook group of uh, for this. But yeah, as a lot of uh, listeners aren't Swedes, you can go to the Triple Count website. So just Google Triple Crown Comp and uh, just try to find your way through Google. I'm sure we could provide a link uh, when yeah. this episode is released as well. So. And I believe the army i believe the army size is uh, 2600 points so i mean if a player wants to bring uh, what's his name the uh, the corn bloodthirster special character the guy with the broken wings garbrand yes garbrand then you can bring him because normally in 8th edition tournaments, they only play 2,400 points. And I think it was 2,600 or it could be 2,500. But I, I, I know for a fact that you can bring him now, which is the cool thing. So, uh, yeah, that's about it. It's going to be a two-day event. Uh, five games in total, I think. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Are they playing any uh, any army project up there? Or are they they're full on eighth? I think they, I mean, the other, one of the guys who hosts uh, have dabbed a bit into Warhammer Army's project. And I'm keen to play some Ar Warhammer Army's project. So, what would you uh, play then? Uh, I believe I would play either Chaos or my Goblins. Mm -hmm. yeah, I saw the the Squarehammer guys are doing some uh, army yeah. project tournaments now as well. And what I like about it is, uh, I mean, they removed all the things that were problematic in Eighth Edition, and uh, I mean, I like love the idea, and I love the idea that a unit can't be deeper than it's wide. Yeah. No so no, yeah, no more scaven buses. <laughs> so for my night goblins, if I want to want to be ten guys deep, I need to be ten guys wide. There's no problems because I got two such units. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's funny how many uh, things that are like problematic that j you feel yeah. like you could just solve it because it with common sense. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it's in the rules. Oh my god. Let us hope that uh, the next edition will bring us all peace and prosperity, and everyone will be happy. Yeah. So some guys at the club were playing Army Project today, and uh, it's it's good. Like I I would play it, but I'm, it's also the thing. Like I'm already playing like the same kind of thing, so it would be like trading one good thing for another good thing. Like, is, is blue better than green? I mean, I like both of them. Well, can't you just make an army for Warhammer and Warhammer Project that doesn't exist in Warhammer Fancy? 
I mean, not one that I want to make. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. Smorton says it's gonna. It'll be nice, like if the new edition is just good, and then yeah, can play that. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, so, so, uh, before we round <laughs> things up tonight, because <laughs> I'm getting a bit tired, but I, I, since it's almost Christmas, I have uh, some questions for you all. Um, so, what's what do you want Santa? What's yeah? What do you want Santa to bring for you? What's on your wish list? More time. More time. <laughs> 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 things things that I can convert into something from Mordheim, yeah. So well, anything. Gonna... Maybe the uh, <laughs> new zombie kit. Give me play. <laughs> Green stuff. Do you, well, again, uh, part of the question is also, do you think you will get anything hobby-related for Christmas? I do not. No. I mean, like, I don't think Probably. I'll get any Christmas gifts at all. Oh, Ooh, naughty boy! Yeah, I mean, I don't think they would even have Christmas during during <laughs> in 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 my household. It's like we've all always had these like budgets. Like I buy a gift for this sum, and you buy a gift for this sum. So one year I said like just skip it. I can buy the things I want, and you buy the things you want. Oh, and since then we like we don't do oh, Christmas. Will you gifts. buy anything for yourself? I'm you gonna buy. I'm gonna buy some zombies. If I don't get any zombies, I'm gonna buy some zombies. What kind of zombies? The uh, new G Dub ones. They're great uh, for some Mordheim conversions. They're yeah. such lovely models. Very, very bonchitsu. The root guys? Yeah. Remove the roots, make them into flagellants. Done. Keep the roots, do turnip watch. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I was gonna say happiness and joy, but failing that, I'm gonna get a Scorpius. Oh, sounds like happiness and joy. Yeah, that's uh, as, as I said, it's uh, in replacement for pretty much, <laughs> and that's uh, mainly because I bought bought myself a Scorpius. That is the key, right? I also bought <laughs> I bought warmer stuff for me that I gave to <laughs> family so they can give it to me, so I know for well, <laughs> I don't know, well on my wish list the second omnibus of Gotrick and Felix. Hmm. I hope well, I will get it. Morten, you have a young kid. Just buy whatever you want for yourself and then put his name on the gift under the tree. Oh, look, my clever two-year-old son. Or whatever child you have, I'm sorry. You got, Daddy, a Kratos tank. How did you know? He's so clever. He's actually doing very well in class. He's drawing only inside of the lines. My beautiful, amazing son. And then, like, when everybody calls you the question, you go like, how dare you question the intelligence of my child? Get out. <laughs> I thought I would... I was gonna do what my dad did to me and buy, buy my kid, you know, kits. Like I got this <laughs> airplane kits, which I and then it was like, well, but these are too advanced for you, son. And then my dad would build them, and then I was like, well, can I play with them now? No, no, these are not toys, son. And then he would put them in the shelf, and every now and then he would go and pick them up. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much the reason why I got the NES and the Game Boy when I was a kid. Yeah, exactly. It's a gift for someone else. Yeah, I was but three I, years old. What was I going to do with the, with an S? Have fun. <laughs> Not the three-year-olds in, in those years. You weren't. I also you hope were, that... You went outside in that 
time, didn't you? Oh god, outside. <laughs> I do hope that I have a package waiting for me that contains a Forge World Great Unclean one and some uh, plague toads. Mm. I ordered Callus Typhon for myself. And now we're just waiting for Typhon, right? Yeah, yeah. Gotta have both. Okay, so next question. Uh, after Christmas, we have New Year's. What's going to be your fantasy army 2023? Dawi. What type if, of Dawi? Any clan in particular? Any the, the one theme? that are blue and silver, because that's what I want to paint. <laughs> oh. That's how deep I am into dwarf lore right now. Oh, I need to get myself the dwarf book, six dead, I guess. Which but, of them? Yeah, which uh, of them? The, the oh. one that's fun to play yeah. against. No. Do you want friends or not? <laughs> I have friends. Are you I sure? I not have a winning army. Seems like a fair trade. Yeah, you should. Uh, you should uh, go to the sixth edition Facebook page and search for the phrase, "Which sixth edition dwarf book is the correct one?" And then you will have endless <laughs> of hours of fun out of you. I always said the same answer for this one. I mean, both are. Dwarf books. Yeah. One's for longbeards, proper and well trained and used. The other is for the uh, runt, the uh, I'll take the, the training wheels one, thank you. <laughs> training wheels to go, thank you. <laughs> I didn't even hesitate there, did you hear me? Yep, no long beard in you. No like, which cup is the right one? I'll take the gilded one, thank you very much. It'll turn me into dust, but I'll win a couple of games. Krell out. I'm going to build, if if I manage to rank up these goddamn hell striders, I'm going to build a Slanish army. Otherwise, I'm looking into the uh, the undead, the vampire counts, going for blood dragons. Nice. Good choice. And they will most likely be somewhat Britonia themed because I want to play with the, uh, the last formation in 6th edition. Nice. I hope you do unique Bretonia shields on all of their shields, like coat of arms, and then you just draw a blood dragon over it, or you ship it. We'll see. We'll see. Oh man, I still need to paint a a knight for Manfred. Like uh, Morton has his own knight in Manfred's army, and I'm like, oh, it's like, oh, that's such a cool knight. It's such a cool heraldry, and it's like, oh, and Morton painted that. I need to, <laughs> I need to paint one for him. That's also then you don't have to paint a, a whole Bretonia army. Just get it out of your system every now and then. Yeah, like you, casual level. Jimmy, you, you know people. You send out like a cool burnt parchment to people, telling them mm -hmm. to paint you a a Bretonian knight, and then yeah. they have an army. <laughs> Just do, do they not summon... have cell phones in Yavle? <laughs> Is that why? Summon, uh, summon <laughs> the yeomanry. Summon the Jimmy count. Summon the Jävlebock people. <laughs> Who else hasn't said uh, what you're gonna? What's your army for next year? Niklas, uh, did you say? It would be nice to finish my Chaos army. Like I have like a thousand points. It would be nice to make an army out of it. My Belcor followers. What I still have like with. I got some Beastmen, some Furies, some. Uh, it'd be cool to get some of the new stuff. 
to new chosen. But I still have I have to finish my dwarf army. I still have some some bits and bobs. And I have got some stuff for my dark house as well. The dragon I haven't painted yet. Uh, I got these cossars for Kislev to paint. So it's just I would like to I would like to finish my four armies next year. Oh yeah, That'd next year I'm gonna go back and redo some of my beastmen. I definitely want to finish my forums. That that's my goal. Chris, I'm gonna face your sea elves at some point when I'm in Gothenburg now. Yep. Uh, either, I'm I'm gonna work on either the because I have the list for the sea sea elves as you say. So that's easier easier to work off a unit every now and then. Some of them are already finished. After all, yeah. Um, I'm not gonna care will... about fighting your unpainted stuff. I hope it will just give you motivation to to finish them. Yeah, oh. I, I I also have a really easy way to paint my undead, so I will p paint loads of skeletons and a vampire. Oils, varnish, airbrush, contrast. You'll see. You'll see. Pay someone else. No, I would never do <laughs> Steal that. Steal Jimmy's. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good way. Rob a collector. Have you seen your vampire vampire counts lately? I have not. <laughs> I left a unit here on the table last month, and it's gone now. I figured the easy way is just to make it a tool of vampire that takes a quarter of the army in points. And like you encourage Jimmy to make an army, and then just roofie him and take it and pretend like he never made one. Yeah. And I have uh, quite a lot uh, already prepped for it. It just uh, needs to get my painting desk and actually paint, because pretty much everything I have is time. So should at least paint. Sweet, sweet, sweet. And I'm thinking next year might be the year of Tomb Kings for me. Oh Although, yeah. As you've said. <laughs> Finishing the other armies is also a good thing to think about. Everybody needs. Everybody likes to do Weavers Kings. Tomb Kings is really fun. I'm gonna put this out there. It, finishing an army is a very, very subjective thing. Yeah. Do you ever There's, finish it? I mean, yeah. Hmm. I mean, not stuff. really. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's always stuff you could do better, right? Because if you paint armies at a decent speed, you'll go back and look like, oh shit, I can do this way better now. Or like, this unit seems fun. Let's add it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm more like that. I feel like I'd rather buy something new and paint it than redo something. <laughs> I feel like I don't have the... Like, painting something I already painted. It's like, oh, God. Something... Yeah? I don't know. It's a good idea, but I, I just oh, struggle with, with that. Okay. So, another question. Um... You're in the Warhammer uh, world, right? Warhammer fantasy world. And you're going to celebrate Christmas. Where is the best place to celebra celebrate Christmas? Caracade Peaks. Oh, because do you have nice snow? Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's it. Let's say that's it. <laughs> Not because it's the safest place, Renevin. <laughs> like, am I, am I myself or what? Yeah, you just been plopped down, I reckon. 
I've been disinvited <laughs> into the fantasy Warhammer fantasy world. I'm fucking dead. That's what I am. <laughs> I know like, to... if Empress Marianne's like court or something, maybe it could be like a weird oddity or something. He speaks of a world where men are equal and just laugh and just talk about like <laughs> democracy and they laugh at me and I'm at least somewhat safe, I guess. Also, uh, just imagine all of the plagues that are currently in all of the human or even any settlement in the old oh. world that we are not uh, have any antibodies for. Imagine all the plagues we have antibodies for that we are passively spreading to them. Yes. Just uh, one person enters the old world, the old world dies. That's what happened in eighth edition. Apart, apart from that, though, is there any place that you could see yourself having a a decent Christmas? If we are actually know. talking talking Christmas, Christmas, probably not the Empire, but because then you would be burned as a heretic. Oh, by the I wonder what Estalia is like. I mean, it's not really expanded upon much, but it is like but an I entire mean, nation. You, you you have this followers of Sol there, and they would kill you for. Celebrating something not of their religion. But you, they, they, sound, seems pretty relaxed in a way, right? Well, no, not thanks to the cult of <laughs> well, soul. No. The soul, the followers <laughs> of soul. They're oh, like they, they're from Talia, and oh. they're like they're worse than the witch hunters in the Empire. Yeah, the Myrmidians are weird. Yeah, I mean the dwarf holds though. Some yeah, dwarves in fun. They, they probably have a some lot of nice uh, winter celebration. Until you accidentally insult one of their ancestors without knowing. It looks like Santa. <laughs> or you you knock like something over and opens a, a like a gateway to a Skaven burrow. Yeah, just uh, leans on a wall and the wall moves a bit and uh, there's just Skavens behind it. There's disgusting vermin over there. And also he brought in the Skaven. Hey. Hmm. I mean, it all depends on who you are at the place. I mean, you could have a great time at Christmas in Nagaroth if you're a highborn. <laughs> Is it true? Let's... I, I kind of want to hang going... out to the high elves. <laughs> I, I going... get tired of being told how much better they are than me all the time, but I'd have some fun for a while. I mean, in, 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 in Nagaroth, they don't have a Christmas tree. They have this spiked thing, and they hang up entrails around it, and eyeballs. Yeah. I could be part of and the decoration. Hand, and a hand at the top. Yeah, you can, you can be the decoration. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> I yeah. feel pretty. Then we, then we go back to uh, some uh, Viking times traditions. <laughs> so where, if Santa is from the North Pole, so is Santa basically in the Chaos Waste? In yes. whatever yeah. world. Yeah. Oh, we worship, worship yeah. this magic man from the chaos waste that comes once a year. That is flies a, around great... in the sky. Yeah, that is a, not a great way to start a conversation in the whole world. Bring, bring, bring a gift. Nor... It's from the Grimnir. Grimnir coming back once a year. Mm. Ooh. I could imagine like hanging out with Lizardmen. Just look, don't Liz, try to listen to all the listening to snake jazz yeah <laughs> i'm all about snake jazz now like oh my god it's like all i'm about you i'll just lick a slant every now and then and get high <laughs> snake jazz is great it really is <laughs> the better the younger or the older the generation the better it gets 
Yeah, would, you, would you wanna would you wanna celebrate like in Bretonia? I mean, if, depends. If I'm a peasant, no. <laughs> yeah, you need money to celebrate. In imagine, Bretonia. I just imagine Jimmy having a great time and being like properly received, and then he gets mega drunk and like we 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 all know the lady's just a dw- like an elf lady, right? We we all know that. <laughs> like we're not fucking around about this. Or like, <gasps> mon dieu. I mean. <laughs> Imagine being a peasant at Christmas in Bretonia. It's going to be like a, a Christmas carol, but with a sad ending. No. It's going to be like the little matchstick girl, Nicholas. Yeah, you're just going to freeze to death on a doorstep. And then your family has to pay for sullying the doorstep of your door. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, what is this? Yeah. Then I'll get called out to war three years after I died. and might still be punished <laughs> for not. enough. Bon time on me, but not bon enough. To be fair, that could be arranged in the old world. Just bring the local necromancer. No problem. I want to hang out with some asshole vampires. I feel like I'd really be at home there. Just like some dickhead sitting around, like hanging around, drinking blood, being a dick. I'd be great to that. Hey, hey, have you heard? Heard this guy calls himself Krell. That's great. <laughs> Let's take him to meet the real one. <laughs> I feel like me and Krell would get along great, like a house on fire. My gosh, I'd be so, I'd be so much wrong of not a threat. They could kill me at any given moment, and I'd know it, and they'd know it, and we'd just like hang out and get drunk. So you'd be the... the what's it called? The, the, the guy in Mordheim. I'm the, the token human. minority. That's what I am. The, the human helper guy in Mordheim. With a, oh, the oh, drag? Luther Wolfenbaum. Yeah, you'd be a drag, Krell. Be, yeah, you'd probably. Be... Oh, that kind of helper. Yeah, that would be a step up. I'd be there, Diego. Just hang around and hope I'm going to be a vampire too. Never going to happen. The thinking of those days where you spent uh, in leather trench coats in the fountains of Stockholm in your youth. Yeah, like it'd be no difference. Now at least there are real, real vampires around. <laughs> oh, you think I feel shame about that? Hell no, nah, dog. Can't shame me. So, who who hasn't answered yet? Yes. <laughs> yeah. For where to spend Christmas, or yeah, yeah, I don't know. Do we have Carrotgate Peaks? Yeah, that's for me, Nicholas. Well, Nagaroth. Nagaroth. Chris. I'm actually thinking Avalorn. Avalorn. Krell, do you want to stick with the vampire counts? Maybe not. Like, I mean, the infinite murder, just to drink my blood, would be kind of a bummer. I- I'm going to say the high elves. The high elves? They'd feel compelled to carry me like some kind of weird curio. And uh, Morton, where do you want to spend it? I'm th- I think in, in southern Norska, they probably <laughs> celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> they they think, pray to the I chaos. Think, I think that would be uh, actually the most civil place where you can, like, celebrate our kind of Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> they would just accept it like, yeah, yeah, we'll do this. Giving each other gifts, eating and drinking. This might not be ham, but it's something from the waist. <laughs> oh, I got an extra arm. Yay. Nice. A gift. <laughs> a gift from the gods. <laughs> exactly. So you mean oh. this supernatural being from the north comes down bringing gifts to us? Yeah, that's a yes. chaos god. Yeah, and he's cl- all clad in red. 
You call him Ooh. Sandy Claus. Oh. <laughs> you don't have claw. You have hands. You don't have claws at all. <laughs> A sled pulled by manticores. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. Oh. Any more questions? That's all I had on my list. So, uh, should we wrap up this uh, Christmas Sounds, episode? Because I yeah. need to go to sleep so Santa gets here quicker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually, same here. It's getting late. Yeah, I have to get up in like five hours. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> that sounds lovely. All well, right. I just want to say one final thing. Mm -hmm. Well, well mm -hmm. I have you on, Christopher. Yeah. We need to play more time when I'm in Gothenburg. Yeah, why not? Your your buildings stuff, right? Your building terrain. Yeah, I'm I'm far from a full table, so we might need to source some terrain. Then right. probably, I guess there's at least one more person that wants to play more time in Gothenburg that has terrain. For sure. I'll send you a burnt letter. <laughs> Chris says right. an open envelope in his ashes run out. Oh, look, Spe Nick has letters speaking, here. Speaking Nick, of, Nick, Nick no sends a letter, I send a burnt letter. <laughs> what does I this have mean? A, <laughs> since, I'm a, since I want to build a, like a, more of a Marienburg port city style in the long run, Ooh, uh, doing mutiny in Marienburg. Yeah, that's a lovely campaign, actually. Yeah, and I think that uh, would be fun, a fun set of terrain to build as well. But I'm not sure if I'm gonna adapt the TT Combat buildings or not for it. The Venice ones. They might be too, a, too Italian. She just built a mini Gothenburg. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting. Nick right. was just throwing a piece of terrain to the floor with disdain. I passed by this building on my way here. It looks nothing like this. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the TT Combat uh, they make uh, for the uh, Carnival game uh, set for the streets of Venice, which is a port city, but it, they might need adapting because uh, Marienburg doesn't really look like Venice. There's port cities were quite inspired by each other, so some buildings would probably be use, usable, because they have docks and they have uh, port buildings that could be used. Yeah. Alright, that, that's the only thing I wanted to say before I wrap this shit up. Fair enough. I want to say, while I have you guys on, it's nice being back. I just talked to you guys. The same, yeah. the same. It's been far too long. Now back I go into my hole, painting another heresy army. <laughs> yes, see, see, you, see you in six months. <laughs> yeah, lovely. I actually have a full grim now too, Jimmy. <gasps> oh. I'm flattered. It's a full grim, but hey. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you. You have a full well, grim. Welcome to the club. He, he doesn't quite have that... Hey, look at me doing fellatio in the air. Look well, about the face. Do you, do you have the other kind of head that I do? No, not the green stuff. <laughs> the head you do. <laughs> Literal. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Andreas, for everything. 
Daddy schlong legs. <laughs> so. <laughs> that feels like the wisdom that Daddy schlong legs would say in a D&D game if you summon him. Yes. What is thy wisdom, my familiar Daddy schlong legs? <laughs> the dildo of consequence rarely have I arrived, lube. Thank you. I now know how to escape this death trap. You're welcome, my child. And here I was going to wish our listeners a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. But... <laughs> no, I wish, them, I wish them a mind picture of Daddy Schlong legs with the dildo of consequence. <laughs> so feel, feel free to wish them now, though. Mm. I wish the, you... the, those sand hoppers, though, Martin, they kind of look like Daddy Schlong legs. <laughs> In a way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I could really stuff them. Yeah, yeah. It should be easy enough. Combine yeah. two of them into. What kind of madness did I release here? <laughs> oh, you knew. You knew. You knew when you like... brought up Daddy Schlong. Like... <laughs> the scientific name for the group is Opiliones. The more you know. Uh... <laughs> so let's, let's wish our listeners uh, a happy. Uh, well, a Merry Christmas full of gifts with plastic and resin and a Happy New Year with a new army waiting for you to conquer the world that never died. Good Yule. And remember, stay square. <laughs>